Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Man to Man podcast, episode seven. Um, we are going to finish our early look at NFL free agency and just go over some other uh, tidbits and news in uh, the sporting world and get into some segments as well. Uh, what's up, Tom? Not a whole lot, man. Another long day of classes. I'm glad to be here to talk some sports for a little stress relief. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I don't know how you go to classes. I, I used to I fall asleep every time I go to a class or I have to listen to anything sitting down for more for more than 30 minutes. It's not even about want to anymore. I'm physically unable to attend class and mentally. <laughs> um, Imagine uh, trying to do it on Zoom now where you don't have to physically be there. <laughs> I would be so far failed out of college right now. So that's not even funny. Um, so first we're going to get into today's sports history. Um uh, in 1932, the third Winter Olympics uh, closes in Lake Placid, New York. So obviously, 58 years later, uh, in Lake Placid, the U.S. team beat the Soviets in the 1980 World Cup in Lake Placid again. And also in 1932, Australia beat South Africa in cricket by an innings in five hours and 53 minutes in playing time. I have no idea about cricket, and it's just one of those sports that I just – don't want to learn about but every time i read an article i'm like they played for five hours like there's other other times where i'll see like teams have played for like 24 hours and i don't know how they score i i i, I don't get any of it like i i I, <laughs> I try i like a couple of years ago i finally decided i was like all right i'm gonna pick up hockey just because i this was like when my nba fanship was like wavering and i was like i'm gonna pick up hockey and i was able to pick it up even if I wanted to pick up cricket, I don't think I could. I don't. I just don't understand enough about it. And so, but I mean, that's just like it's like polo. I don't understand why you play on horses in polo. I don't. I don't understand that. But, <laughs> it's like hockey, whatever. but with horses. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, it's stupid. I mean, horses are animals. You, you know, whatever. Okay. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> so after that, uh, we're gonna do some quick NBA news, some college hoops, and some college football news, and then obviously get into some NFL uh, current events, uh, big happenings over the weekend, and then we'll get right into our free agency. Uh, but in the NBA today, um, I learned that. Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. Uh, Blake Griffin will not play for the uh, Pistons while the front office mulls a buyout or trade options. And Andre Drummond will also sit for the Cavs as the front office engaged in trades for the big man out of UConn. So it certainly seems like Blake Griffin at 29 is on his way out of uh, Detroit, which kind of stinks. He... It really stinks that he got traded there kind of towards the end of his prime. And, I mean, Detroit was never yeah. going to be able to do anything with him. Um, so it kind of just sucked he got traded there. But um, Yeah, one like he was struggling with injuries and everything, and he revitalized his career there with Drummond. And then they traded Drummond out, and now he's just – he hasn't been playing well. I, I've looked into his stats when you sent this out and we were going to talk about him. He's not playing – like, he's playing bad, don't get me wrong, but, like – it's because there's no one else around him. Yeah. So, I mean, and Drummond's the same way. Um, like, for me, what these guys, like with Drummond and, like, say a guy like Kevin Love or, I mean, even Blake Griffin at this late stage, I mean, I don't think any team other than, like, a top 10 team or, like, a real true contender that needs one piece, like, say, Andre Drummond or uh, Detroit Pistons, he's more he has more value to – 
the Cavs, Drummond does, and then Griffin has more value to the Pistons than the second round draft pick they'll get. Um, so uh, yeah. if they wanted, if they both wanted to trade these guys, Drummond's still pretty young, and obviously Blake Griffin's not hit thirty yet. But they're not going to draw any first round uh, options. If it is first round, it's going to be the very end of the first round. And yeah, it'll so, be to like the Rockets or the uh, Warriors or someone who's going to compete. That's like, hey, we need a new, another win now piece. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess Golden State would be a good fit for him. I mean, they have that Wiseman kid. I, don't know, I haven't watched any NBA, so I, I, I honestly like, I bought. I, I know we were talking. About, I bought two K. And like I started playing it, and I was like, "This is the stupidest thing I've ever bought." So Which dumb. one? The new one. The new one was on sale. The new one was on sale this weekend for only twenty bucks. Because, um, but I got the one that won't be able to be played. I mean, I don't plan on getting a PlayStation Five anytime soon or an yeah. Xbox Series X. Yeah. And so I bought the version where it's not going to be transferred mm-hmm. onto the next generation consoles, but. Like I said, unless I somehow find a really, really good job where I'm making a lot of money shortly, I'm not going to invest in a PS5 in the future. So I was like, whatever, might as well do this for 20 bucks. And I mean, yeah, just, just the court, of course I went into it. Like, cause I, I all like, I always like we talk about, I, I started with the fantasy draft, whatever. I mean, a lot of the players and like, they got picked, they get picked in the first round. Like I know their name, but I don't know why they're being yeah. picked. They're like, like I just it, it's I'm so far out of the NBA circle. It's it's almost incredible that how I've turned so much 360. Um, I mean, because I followed the NBA and basketball is my favorite sport for my whole life, and then the NBA just turned into a joke, and I just I I just couldn't keep up with it anymore. I wasn't. Yeah. I, I, I pay the, like these bare, bare minimum attention you can to still understand who's where and what's going on. Like I, I get the alerts, I see it. My friends talk about it. You know, my two roommates are big Bulls fans, so like they talk about the Bulls and stuff, and that makes me like, oh, what's happening with this now? And then I investigate or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I actually heard two K twenty one sucks, and that's why I haven't bought it because everyone that yeah. gets it is like, yo, it's terrible. They actually say they still play twenty, which I'm like, ooh, I still have that. Um, yeah, this was this was the first NBA game I bought since I think 2K16. That was like um, one of the last really good ones. 2K16, 2K17 were the two I had, um, and then since then I haven't bought any of them. But I only had Madden to go with, and I didn't really want to play FIFA, and I didn't want to get. Uh, I should have gotten NHL. I would have played NHL a lot more, but whatever. Um, so we're gonna move on to. Um, College hoops. Uh, it was a pretty big weekend of college hoops. Um, there was a lot of big games. Uh, Michigan beat Wisconsin yesterday. Um, Ohio State beat Indiana pretty badly on Saturday, and so this is not surprising that the Big Ten now has three teams in the top five uh, in Michigan, Ohio State, Illinois, um, and Gonzaga and Baylor uh, are still the top teams in both polls. So it really looks like it's going to be the big 10 versus Gonzaga and Baylor basically. Um, so, I mean, I, like I said, I haven't been following a ton of um, college basketball, but um, it seems like the ACC is up for grabs. It seems like the big 10 is going to be a really good conference uh, conference uh, tournament coming at the end of the season. And uh, so 
should be interesting, I guess. Uh, like I said, this is one of the only seasons that I have no true feel who I think is going to win the championship other than the two favorites. Yeah. So, um, but I did read an article the other day on ESPN, I believe. I don't know who was by. Uh, it might have been their, um, their bracketology guy or whatever he is, but he's like, uh, uh, you should – you should you should expect a ton of like first round and second round upsets this year just because of it all being in Indianapolis and the schedules being so conference laden and conference heavy that they don't really people teams really don't know what else is out there. So I don't know. I hope it's a good tournament. I hope there's a lot of upsets, but I that's too far in the future for me. So Butler upset <laughs> home court advantage. They're not even going to make the tournament. No. <laughs> I, not I didn't whatsoever. Think so. We're starting like three freshmen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think North Carolina is now supposed to pretty uh, slide pretty easily in the tournament as long as they don't have a meltdown. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I might throw like a party or get a tattoo or something if Coach K and Duke don't make the tournament. Um, because you know his cocky, arrogant self, they'll get invited to the NIT and the CBI, and they'll be like, "Oh no, we're too good for that. We're too good for that." So, um, yeah, dude, I, sucks this year. I don't understand. I, I, I mean, I, like North Carolina is nothing special. And when I watch North Carolina play Duke at Duke, I mean, they, I mean, it all makes sense. I mean, this is why Mike Shashevsky didn't want to play this year. It, it makes a ton of sense. He was one of the only coaches openly that was like, "We should either wait till the spring." Or uh, skip this year, and he because he knew he didn't have the greatest recruiting class, and yeah. and and with with what happened last year in the pandemic and the NCAA giving basically a blanket um, of extra year of eligibility, I think that's why you're seeing a lot of these more veteran laden teams win. I mean, Kentucky had easily the best recruiting class in the country last year, and they, I mean, th- there's a shot they want. I mean, they will, but like. In real life, they shouldn't get invited to the NIT or the CBI because they're not good enough for either one of those. But um, they will because it's, I mean, it's a the huge name. name. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I remember, I remember, well, like 2012, 2013, when they had Nerlens Noel and um, they uh, went to, they lost the NIT in the first round to uh, Robert Morris. So, um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I can't. <laughs> I can't wait until Coach K has to come out. Honestly, I hope he retires or something good happens for him to become. Because I know I said I think last week, but he's becoming like, like I've said this too, like um, Lee Corso and um, Dick Vitale are two guys that are like too old and almost like senile. They should not be in the booth. Like Coach K is now too old where he's turning into, I don't know if you remember this, but like pre Joe Paterno before we found out about all the abuse and stuff, like Joe Paterno on the sidelines was like 85. And I mean, he shouldn't have, he had absolutely no business being out there. There were multiple times during the game. He would run across. Like I remember they played Ohio state uh, one year and he like before halftime, like had to go to the bathroom really bad. So he sprints across the field, went to the bathroom, came back like two minutes left in the half and then sprinted again back to the bathroom. It's like, dude, you got to get this guy off the sideline. Um, and not to mention how many times Paterno, I mean, there's so many videos of Paterno just getting leveled on the sideline by a play because he stands so near it and he can't get out of the way. So, but, um, I'm not going to get too far into that because we've already opened. <laughs>
opening the Penn State uh, bucket of worms opens up a lot of other worse things. Yikes. Um, and then in women's hoops, uh, UConn, shockingly, I never would have thought this would happen again. Uh, UConn is the new women's number one after the previous number one, South Carolina, lost and fell to 17 and 2. Um, I actually have watched part of a UConn game this year. Uh, Jesse, the guy that uh, writes for us from LA, did a uh, pretty good article earlier in the year about um, UConn's freshman point guard and how she's basically going to like rewrite all the record books in college basketball. I think her name's like Paige Bruner or something like that. Um, but she's a real deal. I saw her play all the time. She's good. Um, I, it, whenever this happens in women's basketball, it just comes down to, and I, this is not sexist. This is nothing about it. Gino Oriama has a serious problem. Like there's something wrong with his mind that he could just be okay with staying at, in women's basketball, coaching at the powerhouse at Connecticut without, I mean, I'm sure he's gotten offers. I know he's gotten offers from Division One, uh, like higher up schools in Division One for basketball for men's, and he just continuously sits on the sideline while his UConn team beats Rutgers and uh, Syracuse by a combined score of 212 to 17. Like, I just don't understand how you don't have the willpower to want to move on from that and like find another bowl. Would you like to know why? I can Why? give it to you right now. From 2013 to 2018, his salary was $10.9 million. That's incredible. I, That's I mean, why. <laughs> but still, I mean, I, I don't know. I just I, – I can't imagine just – I, I don't know how to go into this conversation without coming off as – any like a certain way so i'm not going to do it but i i just can't it just like if i had won that much at the one level i would want to move on to the next level and just be like okay even if you suck at the next level be like okay well i dominated the other level so and he'll always have a job who wants to go back so but um whatever i think you know where i am is scared to do anything else and that's why he always He's like Saban almost, but he's like a young, younger, more senile Saban who just gets mad at every question they get, he gets asked. Tries to be so holy. I, I'm just I'm done with Gino Um I can tell. <laughs> I, I'm done with a lot of college coaches. Um, speaking of college, uh, move on to college football. Uh, UCF names Gus Malzahn as their new head football coach. I I mean this is a good hire for UCF, I guess. Gus Malzahn did absolutely nothing at Auburn for 10 years and still had a job. So, I, I mean, it's a good hire for UCF. I don't know how it'll turn out. Um, UCF is actually, I, in my opinion, UCF has never been, I mean, even that one undefeated season they had or the two straight or whatever, they, I mean, they can't play with the big boys. But, I mean, for a guy like Malzahn, it's a good hire for them. It's a big name for them and whatever. Um, uh and then Steve Sarkeesian got his first commitment to Texas uh, in the form of the 2022 number two rate quarterback Malik Murphy out of California. Um, Trevor Lawrence's pro day uh, impressed scouts, but he has surgery looming in the fu- in the future. Um, like I don't I don't know. Uh, did you see any of his pro day? Yeah, I watched about half of it, maybe a quarter of it. I, I couldn't tell you how long I was really watching it because I kind of had it on my other screen here while I was on zoom uh, doing a meeting or something, but 
He looked good. I mean, it, he looked damn good. He looked like the number one quarterback. Like there, there was nothing you can really say. Like, oh wow, he looked like super bad doing this one thing, or oh wow, he was he, he met expectations. Like he he was Trevor Lawrence that we saw for three years. Yeah, um, he. I, I, there was an argument I saw uh, maybe a day after. I can't remember who made it. Kind of saying that Trevor Lawrence is too tall. He's almost six seven. And I mean, if you look back at like the really tall quarterbacks, Ryan Mallett, um, Brock Osweiler, um, they never really turned out. So, um, and this also, uh, it was funny watching it for me because Urban Meyer basically just ran the pro day by himself. I mean, he was right there over the center the entire time. I mean, because he did it for how many years? Yeah, it, well, it, and and I think Urban Meyer got a little taste of what the how the NFL is different from college when he uh, hired that guy from Iowa, I believe, that like used slurs and was bad dude. Yeah, he was and, accused of uh, racism and yeah, bullying. And you still? Hello, you still there? You got me. Yeah, I got you now. All right. But yeah, he hired a Doyle or Boyle, whatever his name is, and then immediately the guy resigned because um, basically, yeah. I mean, everyone was calling for his job. I mean, Urban Myers needs to figure out that, like, he just needs to realize, I mean, this isn't college football anymore. You can't do whatever you want. So um, I, I don't think um, Urban Myers is going to fare very well in the NFL. Um, his biggest asset when he was a college coach was his ability to recruit. And you don't really do that in the NFL. Um, yeah, the I only time it, you get to do that is when you're going for free agents. Yeah, and I mean, it's not even <laughs> – free agency is way different than talking to a 17-year-old kid. So Yeah, because this um, has money at stake, and it's a business, not a four-year investment or a three-year investment. Yeah, um, and then uh, for the last thing, college football, uh, the two uh, Oregon starting quarterback this past year, Tyler Show, entered the transfer portal. Um I heard that he was basically pushed out, not pushed out, but they had told him he wasn't going to start next year. They're bringing in some other guy. He wasn't going to start next year. So they kind of, I mean, yeah, he didn't have a great year this year, but so they kind of like didn't Nudge push him. him out. Yeah. They but they nudged. He was against, he was on the edge of the cliff and they gave him a little like, Oh, it's good. If you jump, the future is good. And then so, but um Thanks. Uh, the only thing now, I got from that, though, is Trevor Lawrence maybe not going number one. <laughs> Justin Fields. I, I mean, it, I, I, if Urban's I, really worried about that surgery, I have no problem with it. I, yeah, then the Jets can get I, – I, I am not sold. I mean, I, I will also say this wholly and admit this. The last big-time number one overall pick that I thought was going to be a bust – like bad, bad, bad. Um, turned out to be pretty good. I thought Tyron Williamson was going to be a bust. I and I still think he might because I mean he's athletic and explosive. But at some point, his athletic his athleticism and his explosiveness is not going to get him through anymore. I mean, the dude's never shot a layup with his right hand. He has nothing to use other than his left hand. And he obviously went to Duke, so I really don't like him. But. Uh, I, I thought for sure he was going to be a bust. And like I said, I'm just not sold on Trevor Lawrence. I, I think Andrew Luck was a much better prospect coming out. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going to take one hit in the NFL in a real game from, I mean, he's, he's a twig. 
So um, I hope he goes to Jacksonville. Whatever. I don't care. I'm sick of Trevor Lawrence. Um, I, I just don't want him. <laughs> I told you, this is this is my done um, podcast. Um, so and now we get to the NFL. Um, quickly, Tom Seipel, a longtime Browns fan who was able to live out his lifelong dream of watching the Browns clinch the playoffs this year versus uh, Pittsburgh in uh, First Energy Stadium. Um, he had the help of Baker Mayfield and his wife, Emily. He passed away this uh, past weekend after a long battle with kidney cancer. Um, both the Mayfields put up a really, really touching. I mean, I, I don't know if it was touching, but a really nice uh, Instagram post or Twitter posts. And uh, so it's good that you guys to live out his dream, but he, he's not going to miss the Browns winning the Super Bowl for the next five years. So that kind of stinks. Um, uh, Deshaun Watson update. I don't think there's an update. I, I, the longer this goes on, the, the longer I keep thinking that like Deshaun Watson is going to end up being like a, another Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is starting to get strung along now and it's because the Texans really don't want to trade him because they know if they do, they're going to go down as the dumbest franchise in sports history. Because whatever you get back for him is is no not is not going to compare whatsoever to what he is and what he has the ability to be. So they're really holding on to him, but he's just done, just like everyone else in the Texans organization. So and the yeah, longer I mean, this goes on, I agree. This this might be a, a situation where he just sits out until his contract's done, and that's it. I I mean I just I I don't know because you're right. No matter who, what the check the Texans get in return, I mean, unless it's like meteoric, it's not going to be anything near what Deshaun Watson is worth to you. And but like I said, as this keeps going on, and the Texans, if I, I honestly think the Texans have seemed like at least to me, they basically moved on. They're going to be like, hey, you can come play quarterback, but we're not trading you. So yeah, I, I well, don't know. they're they're under the impression, and I. I, I don't know how I feel a hundred percent about this, but like they're under the impression of you're under contract. You have to come play for us or you can't go play anywhere else. Cause you're under our contract, which like some of the time I'm like, yeah, just like go out there and play. Like I felt like that with the Le'Veon Bell situation because he was doing it just for more money, but this is different because it's not about the money. He has the money that if he wants it, it's about yeah. him getting out of a terrible situation and not wasting his career. I mean, I, I'm not going to say another year in Houston would not put an, would put an end to his career, but another year in Houston getting killed like he's been getting killed the past four or five years. How much, I mean, it comes down to how much can a body take? He's basically had yeah. no injuries. I mean, I think he's played almost every game, which is he incredibly He had the injury lucky. his rookie season. I think he tore his ACL oh, after yeah. seven games. Yeah. So other than that, though, I mean, he's been taking hits and taking hits and taking hits. And I mean, you've seen quarterbacks in the past that just—I mean, they're—they seem like they're going to be okay, but they just keep getting pummeled. Like, yeah. Like, well, I, I've said—I've said it about Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones could be an okay quarterback, but he has no time in the pocket and nothing and no weapons yeah. around him. And now, considering that, I mean, the Texans—I mean, we'll talk about JJ Watt a sec. JJ Watt's gone. Will Fuller, if he has any right mind of his own, he's going to go out and get a prove me contract for a, like a one year or two year contract with some team just to prove it. Um, I would love for the Browns to pick up Will Fuller. Um, I, I mean, but other than that, I mean, their defense is in shambles. I, I, yeah. 
they I know I think I said this last week, but they're worse off than right now than than when they were in 2000 when they joined the league. Well, and I, you did say that last week, and I 100% agreed last week, and I'm 100% agreeing this week. And the the biggest thing for me, and and the thing that I'm sure Deshaun Watson's even pissed about is, yeah, he's been getting hit, and they've gotten him no help. When you found out that you hit with the pick of Deshaun Watson, and you knew he was going to be this star that we see before us today, you would have expected them to build around him with an offensive line at minimum. Because you had this all happen when you first joined the league. You know, people forget who the hell, you know, everyone knows who Derek Carr is. Everyone forgets about David Carr. David Carr, in my opinion, was better in, and I'm looking at just college and, and stuff before that. He was better David than Carr Derek Carr. Been good. David he could Carr could have been, been a decent NFL quarterback. Yeah, he could have been great, but he got sacked more than any quarterback in NFL history. I mean, didn't he get sacked the one year like 73 times, which is an yeah, NFL record? And then and the Texans they had, destroyed him. And then, then, they, then the Texans get the number one pick again in 04. And they picked, uh, and they did, they didn't get him any offensive line help or anything like that. They got, um, who do they pick in 04? Oh my God, I know this. Um, Mario, do they pick Mario Williams? Williams? Yep. Yeah, Mario Williams, the defensive They got an end, goal. which, like, I get you're trying to build your defense out, but you just let the guy get sacked seven. I'm pulling up the, uh, the sack number. Yeah, I mean, number, yeah. I think it's 73, yeah, but I'm just confirming so that I know. Yeah, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. He he leads the NFL single season sacked pe- person at 76. He got sacked yeah. 76 times in a season. And then yeah. that's in 2002. In 2005 when he was still playing with the Texans, he got sacked another 68 times. Out of the top 4, he's two of them. Yeah, I, I just don't I don't understand how that you you can have a quarterback like that. I mean, your your next priority if you if your if your idea of, of starting a franchise and going forward with the franchise is you start with a quarterback, which is what I would agree is what I would start a franchise with. You have to start with a quarterback first of all. I mean, like if you're trying to build a real NFL team, you have to take the quarterback first, and then you have to take a lineman somewhere or get a good left tackle somehow. And then you can kind of fill in with okay receivers, but I mean, you have to get him a left tackle or a right tackle, or else he's going to get killed. And David Carr got killed, and I mean, Robert Griffin got killed partly because of his own fault, but he didn't have a great offensive line. Yeah, I mean, Marcus Mariota got killed when they didn't have a good line. Um, I still think Marcus Mariota could have a decent career somewhere. I don't know why I think that, but no, he was I'm hundred percent on this, and and I was going to bring this up when we're talking quarterbacks. He is the most intriguing trade option for quarterback for me, he, even more so than Carson Wentz, because he's on a smaller contract and he offers more than I think Carson Wentz does with his uh, rushing ability as well. But I mean, we can- if you, if that, I mean, it would be hilarious if the Eagles uh, signed him because, uh, I mean, the year that Mariota came out was, I think, Chip Kelly's either like first or second year. And like he had real connections to, uh, Mariota and they thought that the Eagles didn't have uh, they were picking like 15th or somewhere later in the first round and they were they were like desperately trying to trade up to get Mariota um, so it, it would just be funny but yeah I think Mar- I, I think Mariota is one of the if you're gonna take a shot if you're if you're um, a team like the Colts this year or that's uh, yep <laughs> like someone who's someone who needs a one-year quarterback, He's worth the if you have a good good 
a good team, a pretty good team without a quarterback like the Colts, like I said, uh, I mean, he's the exact kind of high ceiling guy you want. Um, yeah. Because, because if he's good, then you keep him under contract and you can still draft a quarterback at a decent round in the next year, the year after that. And then it, by all means, if he's terrible, um, that's fine. Just keep him in and you'll yep. keep losing and then he'll, you'll get a first pick. So well, and I think like, the, the Colts have a top five line in the league. So that, that's just even more of a perfect fit for him. The Colts have everything other than a quarterback and maybe one or two playmakers on offense. But like there, yeah. there, I 100% agree. That's exactly where I was going to go with it if I brought up Carl later. But uh, you're, uh, if I'm the Texans, like I know they made a move to go out and get Laramie Tunsil. Like, yes, you traded two first round picks for him. Congratulations. You just mortgaged two more years for the guy. And like, he's great. I'm not, I'm not saying that Laramie Tunsil is bad, but that's two more first round picks. Yeah. You know, right. so we can move on. I'm just. Well, upset. I mean, we're just gonna, we're going to move on to we're going to move on to the same team. Um, after asking for his release, the Texans finally did release um, JJ Watt. Um, the reactions on Twitter and from people maybe in our group chats and things that was basically like, "Oh yeah, he's going to be a Patriot." I almost laughed out loud and like caused a riot because like <laughs> I was very smart. I, I was very smart and did not write back because it would have been a huge argument that I, I might've ended up quitting. I don't know. But I think one of the Boston guys was like, Oh yeah, he's going to be at the Patriot. And I was like, you guys are so stupid right now. Like you don't understand that now that Tom Brady's not there, nobody wants to go to new England. Well, especially after watching the season that they had, like, did they, did they go six and ten? I don't know their record off the top of my head. I really don't. I, I, I'll, I'll, look, I'll look it up, but I mean, yeah, they. Were I think they went. Throw. I think maybe it might have been seven and nine because they have like the fifteen pick or something. But that they're not a playoff bound team, and JJ Watt is on the back nine of his career. If they not seven the, and nine. Yes. Yeah. I am so close or on the money every single time, Um, but he's on the back nine of his career. Maybe the very beginning of the back nine there, but he's going to want to go to a title contender because he just blew most of his career in Houston. Never really sniffing a Super Bowl. No, no. I mean, they made the playoffs a couple of times. I mean, they made it it always twice, but uh, I mean the Texans and the, like uh, the Cowboys or the Texans and like, uh, I don't know, another team out west. They they would all, they always remind me of the the playoff game in the wild card round that's played on like Saturday afternoon that not everybody watches, but and it's just horrible. I mean they played they played in like four of those because but it was always when Deshaun Watson was hurt it felt like because they Ryan Mallett started for them in one of them and I think uh, Matt Schaub started another one for them too. So I mean it's crazy, but uh, yeah I mean when I just saw that all the Patriots fans were acting I was like. You guys just don't get it, do you? Like, you guys just don't get it. That nobody wants to come to New England now. Like, so I, I, I was, I, I wasn't worked up, but I was just like, I mean, how many, how many years, do, how many years do we think it's going to take these guys to figure out that, like, oh yeah, now we're going to be bad for the next twenty years until they start winning again. That's what the answer is. <laughs> They're going to figure I, it out after they start winning again. But and we, we we talked about it too. I mean I mean they're now they're now Patriots fans that are basically just riding the coattails of Tom Brady at the end of his career. Yeah. So um, <laughs> um but back to, Did you back see to the 
Yeah, I was just going to say, did you see the thing from J.J. Uh, Watt after he put up that video? Which, by the way, did you watch the video of him no. like announcing it? No. It was nice the way he went out and thanked everyone or whatever. But uh, after that video came out, everyone started donating uh, to his charity or whatever that he has, like his charitable organization. And he put up a tweet on Twitter and was like, yeah, I'm starting to think that all these donations coming in from specific areas of the country are bribes for me to come play for their team. Cause he was getting them all from green Bay, Pittsburgh, new England. Yeah. I've seen uh so basically I I've seen two, uh, two, he has two real connections. I think um, uh, obviously one, which would be very, it would not make, see, I don't think, J, I don't think JJ Watts, he's probably the fifth best defensive player now in free agency. I, I don't think he's that good. I mean, he's a, he's good. And like, I would love him on the Browns. Don't get me wrong. I would take him for a year, just play opposite miles Garrett, see how it worked. But I mean, there are other guys that I would rather have that are younger. And I mean, JJ Watt hasn't had a good full season of playing since in, in like three or four or five years. So, um, but I think he has uh, apparently he has real strong connections to Chicago because his wife plays for the Chicago women's soccer team there. Um, Does she? And yeah. Hmm. And, um, and then also to Pittsburgh, obviously to play with his other two brothers. Um, the only, I think Pittsburgh would be the absolute perfect choice for him. If they weren't on the downturn of, if, if they weren't about to start a rebuild basically. And yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if the Steelers are ever, will ever be a true rebuild, but until they start flipping things around. So I don't think he'll yeah. go there. Um, I could see him going to Chicago. Uh, I mean, the uh, Ryan Pace or whatever his name is, the GM for Chicago, will pay him whatever the money he wants just to play, um, I think. So, um, yeah, go ahead. The, other, the other team that he apparently has really strong connections with is Green Bay because he's a Wisconsin yeah. kid born and raised. So he could just come home, be the hometown hero, and go to the team that was in the AFC or NFC Championship game. Excuse me. I I look at the Packers is so weird right now, just because like all the things I've heard about Aaron Rodgers and that he just wants to like get back at the Packers, like that's his only life goal right now. It just makes me think it's like I, I feel like something weird is going to happen in Green Bay in the next two years, where yeah. <laughs> where like 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 it just doesn't seem like a. Um, like it seems like a hot spot that's just gonna blow at any time, so I, I I don't know if that gives you the safety that you want uh, going forward. Um, but that's all of our NFL talk for the most part, unless you got something else before we get into free agency. Um, I think I think I have a question because we're gonna do fill in the blank later. I think I have it about JJ Watt. So beautiful. Um, we'll cover that later. Um, but let's get back into our free agency talk from last week. Um, so just so everyone knows, um, we got about two-thirds of the way through our free agency talk, and then we had to cut it off because we were going a little long. Um, we got through our top ten free agents each, um, and we also kind of said some likely landing spots, just kind of talked about it. Uh, today we're going to go straight down the line, um, basically top three to five to six players at every position, except for defense. We'll kind of – I mean, we'll probably switch up defense between, like, defensive line linebackers and dbs um, and things like that and, and things like that and then um so we're gonna go along that way we'll start on offense go to defense and then we'll finish up with uh you know kind of giving some likely landing spots and then uh, maybe giving our final prediction and then we will go into 
um, some high, uh, some who am I uh, Heisman winners from 2000 uh, fill in the blank. This is mostly about NFL free agency. Not all of it though. And then NHL trivia, and then we'll get into our conclusion. But of course we are going to start out with free agency this year with what I think is the most important position, maybe in sports other than maybe pitcher in baseball. Um, but it's hard to compare those two. Um, so we're going to start with quarterbacks. Um, I think we both said that uh, our top quarterback is uh, Dak Prescott. So we can just kind of go with Prescott right now, and then we'll get to our two and three. Um, I have a really, really hard time seeing any way that Dak doesn't go stay in um, uh, stay in uh, Dallas, um, especially with Deshaun Watson on the market. Um, teams are going to look to get Deshaun Watson more than they're going to look to pay the money. But I guess if you were if you were willing to go all in for Deshaun Watson, you'll probably all in to go in for Dak Prescott. He's only three years older, um, but he is coming off an injury. Um, but like, so I, I think it'll be very. I think it, I would be very surprised to see him playing in a different uniform than Dallas is next year. Yeah, no, I I agree. Like, there's really no good place for him to go other than Dallas because you saw what you, we all saw how he performed before he got hurt. I mean, the dude was on pace for like what was it, six thousand, seven thousand yards in yeah, the air, he, or something like that. He, he he passed for five hundred yards in every game until he got yeah. hurt. Yeah, so he was on pace for like six thousand, seven seven thousand yards or something. But I just thought of this when 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 you were talking. How funny would it be? And like, bear with me because it's not going to happen. But just some food for thought. What if Dallas traded Zeke and some other assets to the Texans for Deshaun Watson? Okay, you, I mean, you know, you know, well, Jerry's well, you, all well, about the big name and the big splash. Yeah, and so then they let then they let Dak go. Um, they could, but the, my only issue there is, while it's a big market for a guy like Deshaun Watson, it's not the type of team I don't think Deshaun Watson wants to play for. Their line was very was the best in the NFL by far about two three years ago. They're getting older now. Um, I will give. I mean, C.D. Lamb as a young, he's gonna come out and be amazingly great, but he looks solid right now. That's a good young receiver I would look at, um, mm-hmm. but they also have to fill in the other receiver spots around him. I mean, and they already with, have Coop locked up too, so you got the duo there. I forgot about Mark Cooper. I just don't think Mark Cooper's that good. Um, but well, Him, CD, and Michael Gallup as a, as a yeah, core yeah, I mean, is, it, is weapons. I, I think if if they were to if, – if Dallas was to do that, I think it's – I think the only way it gets it done is if you trade Dak back to um, the Houston, because I don't think they're gonna. I don't think Houston's gonna trade away Deshaun Watson unless it involves either a top three or four pick, where you are almost 100% likely to get Fields, Wilson, or um, Lawrence, mm-hmm. um, or they're gonna want a quarterback they can at least roll with for yeah. one year. So it'd have um, to be so. a sign and trade because Dak's the Dak's the free agent. Obviously, we're talking about him, but the the Cowboys have an eight pick, and if you look at who's in in front of them, not all four of the top four quarterbacks are going to be gone. You can you can assume that Lawrence and Fields are gone, but you know Wilson could fall down to eight or nine wherever the Cowboys pick. 
And if not, Lance is there too. So you could, in theory, package Zeke, the eight pick, and then, you know, another asset or two. See, but my only, my only issue with the, with Dallas is, I mean, the best thing about a rookie quarterback is you get to win. Hopefully you get him when you're about to start winning and you get him on his rookie contract. Yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> if he, if, if they were to bring Deshaun, I mean, first of all, whatever Deshaun Watson signs, it's going to be equal to, if not bigger than Patrick Mahomes' contract. So I don't know if that's the – because you're right. I mean, there could be Wilson and uh, it's possible Fields and it's possible – I mean, it's likely that Lance will also be there at eight. But so then I, I would think if you're Jerry Jones, instead of trading for Deshaun Watson, you're like, I'd rather take my – throw my arrow at Wilson or one of these guys and see if they work for two years. And if not, then we can go back in the draft and do it all over again. Yeah, rather, but- than thro- rather than throwing – I mean, first of all, Zeke is basically worth a third-round pick, maybe, to me. Yeah. So, but, I mean – But the thing with Jerry, though, is he's not a rebuild guy. He just throws money at people so that they come there so he can constantly be good. So and then, well, then- I, I agree. I agree, but – I think Jerry Jones is much more willing to throw money at a guy like Dak Prescott, who's been very good in the Dallas Cowboys offense or a rookie. I think he'd rather throw his money that way than the uh, the 560 million 10 year contract that he's going to have to give um, Deshaun Watson. Well, Deshaun's already on his contract. He just signed it. It's a four year, $156 million deal. So he's got that for four years, and then they can work out the contract after if he wants. You know, he, he might not want uh, Watson back. You know, we don't know. But just some food for thought there. I just thought that was interesting. Interesting yeah. option. It, it, and, and honestly, now the more I think about it, Dak Prescott should be actually a lot of teams that are going to go for Deshaun Watson. He really should be there. I mean, if Deshaun Watson falls, then you, you should go all in for Dak Prescott. Like, I feel like – Miami, like this would be a trade I think Jerry would do. Miami trades their pick. Uh, Miami and Dallas swap their picks, and then Dallas also gets um, uh, Tua. I mean, I think I mean that that's a win-win for Miami. You still get a high first-round pick. Not not that I know that that'll get it done, but um, yeah, it's weird. We haven't really heard a lot about Dak Prescott because I think most people think he's going to stay in Dallas. So yeah, so. I just wanted uh, to have some extra stuff to talk about because it was interesting. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Uh, it's, it's all good. Um, and then, so uh, my next two top-rated quarterbacks, I have uh, – I mean, yours are probably different, but I I, I have uh, James Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Just because if you're looking for a quarterback in free agency, you're – either A, you did something wrong in the past three years, or B, you just want a guy that can – carry you over until you're fully ready to do the rebuild and draft a quarterback. So that's why I think like a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick is perfect for that. Um, he did a great job in Miami this year. Uh, honestly, he should have started all six, 17 games for Miami instead of uh, Tua. Um, and I think he's a really good guy to bring in. Um, like, like last year when he was free agent, I wanted the Browns to bring him in really bad. I mean, there would be, I mean, he, he is the best backup quarterback out there. Um, who, because really, if you think about it, if you're an NFL team with a good quarterback, like say you have Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield, Justin Herbert, any of those young guys, Josh, um, 
Allen, if your quarterback goes down with an extended injury, your season's kind of killed. But if he goes down, he has like a broken thumb or something, and you need someone to come in and fill for two games that could compete and get you wins. I think Fitzpatrick's exactly a guy like that. And even my other quarterback, Jameis, is kind of like that too. Yeah. Um, I think I think Jameis's name is going to be a hot commodity yeah. because so, – go ahead. Uh, so I was going to say Winston is also my number two uh, available quarterback here. So we can kind of take a deeper dive if you want into him. Yeah, um, go ahead. So I – I think he's staying with the Saints. I've been saying this for a little while because uh, he, Sean Payton said he's like number one priority on the list or whatever. Um, I think he still has some game. He should have started over Taysom Hill for that three or four yes. game stretch. Yeah, I, I think I, I think the Saints really, 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 really secretly badly want him back because they finally figured out that, or I hope Sean Payton finally figured out that, dude, Taysom Hill isn't going to be an NFL quarterback. No, and and Winston. You know, obviously he's no breeze. He's not as accurate or anything, but the the one or two plays we saw Winston come in and throw the deep ball, it was wide open because no one expected the Saints to do it. And Winston made the throw. And I know that some like one of them I'm thinking of, I think was in a playoff game. The dude was wide open. There was no one for 20 yards near him. I get that. You can't really mess that up too bad. But like Winston has a good arm. He's got the LASIK. He can see now. He's got a mentality that people like to rally along, you know, that stupid W thing. I guess it's W. He still does that, still gets camera time. People love it. He's he's a good fit, and he's he could still start in this league outside I think, of I think he's a I think he's gonna be a hot commodity. Like I think like mm-hmm. if I'm the Colts, if I'm the Colts, I'm gonna for James Winston right now. Yep. And I was just gonna say, if I'm another team that's not the Saints, he outside of Dak, like we just talked about, he's my number one guy. So the Colts are another landing spot potentially, and the Steelers. I thought I thought he was going to sign with the Steelers when he got cut. I thought they were going to bring him in, have him be Ben's backup for a year, let him progress and, and work with Ben, kind of like what he did with Breeze, and then take over the starting job for the Steelers, who have these weapons. But those two are the are the two dark horse like spots for Winston. If you had to pinpoint two of them, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get off topic uh, really quickly. I think Pittsburgh is almost so far wrapped up in Beth Ro- Ben Roethlisberger that it's almost at a point where like you can bring Jameis in and he'll be behind Ben, but it won't be right because Jameis right now is probably better than Ben Roethlisberger. Like I think the Steelers waited about two or three years too long to find a backup quarterback. And maybe they thought it was Mason Rudolph. Um, maybe that's what they thought. I hope I mean, not. they drafted him second round. So they so, must But have. he, to me, he's not the guy. Um, but yes, I think the Steelers, I mean, because you look at James Winston, he doesn't have as much football IQ and awareness and stuff like that, like Big Ben does. But he's basically a Big Ben, um, like, Build. but able to actually move and, He's he's just Big Ben except younger, really. Because if you think about it, Big Ben it, Big Ben just throws a million interceptions too. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, and the Steelers so, still find a way to win because their defense is insane. So, and, and and the Colts we've already talked about. They're a quarterback away from being a contender again. So yeah. th- those two spots are nice. Um, I actually do have Fitz as my fourth. The guy that I have listed above him is Jacoby Brissett. Okay, that's not that's not terrible. I mean, that's not terrible. I mean, to me, that's that's uh, almost parallel to a Jameis kind of signing. Yeah, 
Except it's not uh, – Jacoby Brissett, how old is he now? He's 29 to Ryan Fitzpatrick's 39. That's the only reason that I have him listed yeah. one spot higher. Um, but we could talk about Fitzpatrick real quick. Fitzpatrick, again, like the Colts are a landing spot that I think any quarterback could go to because they're going to look for anyone who could win the game. So, like, obviously, Mitch Trubisky, who's my number five, is not going to the Colts because they don't want him. He's going to be a backup somewhere. But Fitzpatrick's a guy who could go to the Colts. Uh, he could go to the Saints, potentially, if they're looking for a bridge quarter- quarterback. Um, trying to think who else needs a quarterback off the top of my head right now. <laughs> uh, he could go complete San Francisco. Another, Yeah, good call, good call. He could go complete the AFC East cycle and go play for the Patriots. I mean, that's not a terrible idea for him. Um, but like I said, I just – He's I'm looking for a paycheck keep... and a starting job. Yeah, and, and, I'm, and I'm not going to keep saying – I'm a free agent quarterback. New England's the last place I want to go. Yeah, it's they have cold. no – It's cold. You play in the snow. You Sony Michelle is your best offensive player. Um, and he might get traded. Your, yeah, this is the this is the offseason I think if it ever happens to England. And, I mean, you could see Gilmore go. You could see a lot of those guys go. So it was I, that I, running back that that they drafted? Sony Michelle. No, 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 no. The other one, um, Devin not Harris. I think his oh, name's the Harris. Dude, the dude from Alabama. Yeah, he's drafted in the third round to the Patriots. That basically, I was talking about it with Ryan and um, Damian Harris. Damian, Damian. Uh, We were talking about it on the Fancy Podcast when it was still going on. Damian Harris is what they thought Sony Michelle was going to be because Sony Michelle has not produced, and Damian Harris is coming in and produced. So I could see Sony Michelle get traded this offseason. Yeah, but, I mean, I think I think if I think if New England's gonna gonna, I think they need to blow it up. I think they need to blow it up. I think you need to get rid of Welker. I think you need to cut all those old guys. I mean, I don't Welker? know if you saw it, but not Welker, uh, Edelman. You know, you know, <laughs> okay. I, mean. they're, I was they're like, the same, <laughs> they're the same receiver. Would they just wear different numbers? Um, <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Too shoot, I just forgot it. Um, you got to blow everything up. Yeah, yeah. Um, something I was gonna say something happened over the weekend, um, but I can't remember it. Um, so that's fine. My that's bad, fine. Yeah. No, you're good. Uh, yeah. No, I think I think that or uh, not that uh, Jacoby Brissett would be a, a good choice for yeah. um Patriots. And honestly, if I'm the Patriots, I don't know why they're not looking harder at Dak. I mean, I know it's not the but everyone's just saying. I did see a report that Dak could go there if he doesn't sign with the Cowboys again, but like it, they could just franchise tag him. It's almost a done deal that Dak is staying. Like they're I not going to let him go after what Andy Dalton showed. And then, and then you got to think about this too. I mean, they have, I, I don't think they have the, the pieces of the draft capital to get him, but I mean, the Patriots have made, made no effort to get Deshaun Watson either. I just, I, it's almost like they're just like stuck this offseason. Like they just don't know what to do. Um, yeah, I saw but, one report that they uh, of a trade package they could do, and it was literally like their top three picks for the next two years. So like first, second, and third for the next two years. And I'm like, they're they're not doing that. Belichick's never doing that. No. So um, 
but yeah, so we just, I mean, we basically had the same kind of thing, um, except I just, we're looking at it from two different points of views. You're a Jets fan. I'm a Browns fan. I would absolutely love to have Fitzpatrick. It, honestly, it was awesome on the sidelines this year to see Case Keenum as the backup instead of like guys like Brian Horner, who we've had in the backup. Like, I also think Case Keenum's the type of guy that if Baker, you know, like gets turf toe for two weeks, Case Keenum will, can get you to one and one in those two games. So that's just how I kind of looked at it. And I yep. mean, honestly, Fitzpatrick, when he, when he retires, it's going to be such a weird career. It's, it's going to be so weird looking at his career stats and stuff because, I mean, he won't probably won't unless he explodes the next two years. He probably won't have an NFL Hall of Fame resume. I mean, but he played for a number of teams, made them good for a number of years. So, I mean – he, something has to be remembered about him. And I, I, like I said, if for the Browns, I would, I would kill for that. Ryan Fitzpatrick as the backup. It makes you so much more uh, less uneasy in my opinion. Um, but unless you got anything else on the quarterbacks, uh, obviously the quarterbacks aren't really the big thing because like we said, uh, other than Deshaun Watson, really, you, you don't see, it's not the NBA and it's not uh, MLB where you see these guys, um, a lot of the quarterbacks end up staying um, through, for their most of their career, unless they're bad, A, um, but also because they can end up making the most money for one team. And it's so much harder, in my opinion, to go from one team to another team in football than it is to go from one team to another team in basketball or baseball. It's, uh, you have to figure a whole new offense, a whole new everything. So, yep. um, And then we could just kind of quickly go over the running backs. Uh, my top three are Kenny Drake, uh, Philip Lindsay, and Todd Gurley. Um the only one of those three I think that escapes actually into the open market is Gurley. So my top three are Aaron Drone, Aaron Jones, because he's technically. I, I, Aaron, I, I agree, Aaron Jones, but I, like I just didn't even put him on because I think he's going to resign with Green Bay. So I, I, I agree, actually number- very much think he's going to Miami. <laughs> okay, here's okay, my thing, right? Investigator, tell me why. Here's my thing, right? The the. Packers drafted Jordan Love and A.J. Dillon this past offseason, right? They knew that Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones' contracts were up over the next two years. So they thought they were going to be able to just dump those two and take in the young guys, right? But when you look, you look at Jamal Williams when he comes in, he puts up Aaron Jones-like numbers, and the Packers never forget Aaron Jones. And I know this because we talked about it again on the fantasy show when it was still going on. They, they never forget about Jamal Williams when Aaron Jones, whenever Aaron Jones is tearing it up, he's got up, you know, hundred yards, 150 yards, two touchdowns. They always make sure to get Jamal Williams in. They could just easily slide Jamal Williams up and move AJ Dillon into that Jamal Williams role and save the money that they're so desperate to keep and, and give Will Fuller apparently. Um, uh, <laughs> so I can me, see, don't tell me, Will, don't tell me Will Fuller is going to go to Green Bay. I like Will Fuller. <laughs> Um, but Aaron Jones, I think, could walk and could go to Miami because they okay. So, so I guess I understand your point of view from the Green Bay perspective. Where is he coming? Why is he going to Miami? Uh, that that's just where I've been reading and where I've seen him go because they kind of have a plethora of mediocre running backs, they don't really have a stud. And if you look at how many teams need stud running backs, they're you know, or and when I say stud, I mean like a primary. So like I like guys like the Panthers, they're not looking for anyone. 
the the Rams just found their guy in Cam Akers. Like I'm trying to think of teams that have just a true committee. So like they could he could go to the Falcons. I just don't see him going there because they already have a lot of money tied up in older guys and you know running backs have a shorter shelf life than everything. So Miami's a young team. They have money to spend. They're built around a young quarterback with young defenders. Well, maybe not young defenders, but young guys elsewhere that they can afford to pay Aaron Jones. So that's just where I've been reading. Um, I don't really have a super all-knowing reason why I feel that way. But <laughs> All right, so this is just kind of off topic, but it's just a question that kind of brings it up because I think the NFL is kind of in uh, NFL, or a running back kind of revolution where you're finally finding guys – finding running backs that you do think should make the money um, because they're actually worth it. Um, but the past two Super Bowl winners, really no run game. So you, yeah. it's got to be brought up that in, I don't agree with it because obviously I have Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt. And even in the uh, Plain Dealer, which is the Cleveland newspaper around here, um, they were talking, they didn't, uh, one of the beat writers said an article and was like, okay, if the Browns are going to go out and try and get a playmaker, a defensive playmaker this year, this offseason, um, who should they let go of? Um, should it be like – because obviously everyone is thinking OBJ can go, um, some other guys. But he said is Kareem Hunt the real guy that couldn't go? And I said I disagreed because the, 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 the return on Kareem Hunt, unless he's part of a, a package that is like a true playmaker, young defensive playmaker um, – He's going to be. He's going to, he's worth more to the Browns than anything they would receive in in return. So I I I just I don't know if people are going to keep. I mean, it seems like every every couple of years the running back stock goes down, goes down, goes down, and then you have a guy like Saquon Barkley or um, Ezekiel Elliott that get drafted early and high, and they have good starts to their careers. But then, I mean, you look at Ezekiel Elliott now, I mean, I, I don't know if the Jets should even trade for him. Like, it's something to think about. So, uh, no, I mean, like, I agree with everything you said. But, uh, like I said, it's just it's just hard to put a gauge on how NFL teams and how NFL front offices um, evaluate running backs because, yeah. I mean, if, I mean if, I'm the, if, if I'm the Chiefs, uh, I got to tell you, if I want to – if my goal this offseason is to get better on the line – or um, to get better defensively um, or, or get a better receiver or something like that, I am absolutely trading Clyde Edwards layer if someone will give me someone big for him because yeah. they don't really need him. I mean, you can and, plug – a lot of guys you can plug into any offensive system and they will be productive. Um, I That's not the case for the Browns. Like they have to have a big bruising guy like Nick Chubb and they have a perfect complement to him who's a good uh, – like a mini – not obviously near the same level as him, but like a mini Christian McCaffrey, they can catch passes that has a little bit of power and has a little bit of speed. Yeah. So it's just hard to gauge running backs in my yeah, opinion, 100%. But, which is, which is why I don't think Aaron Jones, I, I think Aaron Jones is going to, the most money he's going to get offered uh, unless Miami, which wouldn't be a horrible idea. I agree. But unless Miami was going to throw like the, throw the uh, kitchen, uh, kitchen sink at him. Um, I think the, the, his best option is coming back to green Bay. So I agree. You know, I, I just, <laughs> I, I thought it was good. I, I don't know. I don't really, I, I don't know where I stand, honestly, because now that, you know, the, the whole premise of that idea was that 
they were ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones and go with just the young guys and start a rebuild. But we just saw Aaron Rodgers win MVP. So they can't really do that, so they might bring him back. But that was just a thought process. I still think he's the best free agent running back as of now, uh, whether he stays or not. Uh, after that, I have I had Leonard Fournette after what we saw from the in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl. Um, he, he flew up my board, but I honestly don't think he's coming back. If anything, I'll, I'll see the Bucks trading Ronald Jones so that they can get Leonard Fournette the starting gig. Um, if he does go anywhere, I pray to God that it's the Jets so that we don't have to run Frank Gore. <laughs> um, but other than that, he could go to somewhere like Pittsburgh, I think, because James Conner is a free agent. They need a good run game because it was awful this year. See, I, 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 I don't think the it just doesn't. I don't think that's one of the Steelers' most pressing needs in the offseason is a running yes. game because they, they, I mean, they started eleven and zero without one. So I mean, yeah, they I throw agree. the ball fifty times a game. It would be good so, if they're trying to take pressure off uh, Big Ben or whatever quarterback they bring in. But, All right, hold on. So I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read you off. We're talking about running backs. I'm just gonna read you off the past Super Bowl winners. Obviously, you're gonna have a lot of Patriots. So obviously, you had this year Tampa Buccaneers leading rusher, probably Ronald Jones, um, throughout the year. Uh, last year, Kansas City uh, leading rusher was probably Damian Williams. Damian Williams. Patriots in 2019. Um, I James Rex Burke. Rex Burke had. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles in 2017. LeGarrette um, The Patriots again. The Broncos in 2016. Um, the Patriots 2015, 2013. Uh, Seattle Seahawks. That was the one team that I've read off that I think I can. You can say they had a dominant running back, and I think that and it wasn't even Marshawn Lynch wasn't the dominant Marshawn Lynch he was yet then. Yeah. So I mean, if you just if you just look at the past Super Bowl winners, like. I can't find you a team that didn't have that had a great running back that won. Yeah. Um, I, I I really can't. I, got you. I mean, I got you. there's a lot of there, there's a lot of the same teams in here, which just makes me kind of angry. But um, yeah, no. So I, it's just it, it's just, it's just to be interesting to see what happens because, like I said, I think every three or four years, um, they have like like, and I think in a regular year, I think Najee Harris would be that guy. But I think the skill position in this draft is so deep that that's why. Like I think yep. in I think in a like the uh, Saquon Barkley draft and the Ezekiel Elliott draft, if uh, Najee Harris was coming out that year and had those numbers, I think he'd probably go before both of them. Yeah, I I, I agree. I there's there's nothing really to say other than that. it's just like yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll move um, on to well. I'm tight just gonna end. read the, the last guy I had was Kenyon Drake. So my top three was Jones, Fournette, and Drake with Chris Carson as my four. Anyway, we can move on because we talked about everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll go to tight ends. Uh, I don't know why I put wide receiver twice, but I did. Um, uh, I have my top three. I think it's going to be pretty unanimous. I don't know. Um, I have Hunter Henry, Gerald Everett, uh, Johnny Smith, and then kind of Gronk with a question mark because I have a hard time believing that Gronk is ever going to play a football game in the rest of his life without Tom without Tom Brady as his teammate. I don't think he will. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't even count him as a free agent, just like I kind of don't count Dak as a free agent, but you have to talk about him because he is. Uh, like, I agree. They, they, there's, there's no way in hell that Gronk, the way he is now, wants to go to like the Rams and like get down with get down with like 
31 year old Sean McVay and like be all into it. But Gronk literally lived his dream last year. He did not work at do anything in the summer. He came late to uh, or summer practices. Spring he had practices. Wednesdays off because Bruce Arians said you need you get Wednesdays off because you need the time. Came down to Florida, partied, and won a Super Bowl, and then partied some more. I mean, the guy lived yeah. the dream. <laughs> I mean, it's perfect. And he, the fact that he still caught two, two, two touchdown passes from Tom Brady in the yeah. in the 2021 Super Bowl, it just still blows my mind. Yeah. Um, I had Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, uh, Gerald Everett, and then Jared Cook. So, Jared, yeah, I, I mean, Jared Cook is more of a guy to me that it, it, he's older. So he, yeah. he's almost like he's almost like a poor man's version of Gronk, I would say. So he's I, I would think personally, unless you're really strapped at tight end, um, he'll come in and be like a second almost blocking tight end. Well, yeah. So where where do you think that Henry and Smith are going to go and, and ever? We can talk about them three. Uh, I I don't know honestly, Michael. I, I don't know much about Gerald Everett or Johnny Smith. Um, I know that they're the kind of like the new age NFL tight ends that aren't necessarily six foot five, but um, can block and they play pretty well. Um, but um, in my opinion, Hunter Henry is by far the best in this class. Yeah, I and, agree with that. And I. I it's hard. It's hard for me not to say that a perfect fit for him. Um, wait, did the Bucks still have OJ Howard? Yeah. So the Bucks have a stacked tight end group because they're going to keep Gronk. Then they have Cameron Brait, and they have OJ Howard, who's coming off an injury, but they still have him, and he's. Uh, and see, I was going to say, I think, I think, I, I thought, and then I thought they had OJ Howard. So, I, but I mean, Tampa, if they didn't have OJ Howard or Cameron Brayton, I mean, that's a perfect spot for him. I mean, I think we're going to say that a lot about some of these free agents. Is honestly, if you want to win right now, it's a perfect spot for you is Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, well, and but, I, I think that with Henry, I agree, Tampa would have been a good spot. I'm going to make a a weird claim. I, I think Hunter Henry is going to go wherever Deshaun Watson lands up. And and that's that sounds weird, and that's like weird to say because it's not a definitive spot. But like, let's take the Jets. Let, they they don't they don't have a tight end. Chris Herndon sucks, right? He's a blocker. They bring in Deshaun Watson. They need to say, hey, we're going to build you out some weapons. Hunter Henry is a cheap option for that that they can get right away and guarantee that they can get because the Jets have a lot of money to throw at them. You can yeah, even look but, at uh, when was the last time Hunter Henry played a full season. That's a fair question. I don't even know. So that. I mean, no, I agree. I mean, it, 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 honestly, at this point, if I'm, I look at the Jets right now is you're actually you're lucky, you guys. You guys aren't as bad as the 2016, 2017, two years at the Browns. But like, I look at that like the same way. Like the Jets, I look at that the Jets same way like the Browns back then. I was like, for guys who are looking to go into their prime years, I don't, like obviously in your heart you wish they would sign with your team because you want to see your team be good. But in your head, you're like, I mean, yeah, he could sign with us, but I mean, that'd be terrible for his future. And no, but I agree. If Deshaun Watson goes to the Jets, yes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, um, and another team that I've been hearing a lot of rumblings about with Deshaun Watson is the Panthers, who have Ian Thomas, who's really a blocking tight end. So again, Hunter Henry could go in there and just give Watson another weapon because you know he likes to throw the tight ends in the red zone, which Hunter Henry's a really great red zone threat. So it's a weird claim, and I know that it's not really the norm for what we're looking here, but wherever Deshaun Watson ends up, I think Hunter Henry will go. 
Yeah, I just like I, like like we talked about. I just don't know if we're gonna know where Deshaun Watson ends up by the next season. So then it just comes. I guess it's just kind of open up. Maybe he signs. Maybe he signs with the Texans. Who knows? Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's the that's the straw that stirs the drink. Is just you know signing. <laughs> It gets Deshaun to just you know forget about the horrible racism and the horrible things about the the Texans owners and just come back to Houston. Um, and then John, but, uh, I think is resigning. Yeah. All right, we're gonna move on for the end. Um, go to one of the more stacked. Um, if you look at it in a way where you don't think everyone's gonna resign, one of the more stacked receiver classes in the last couple of years. Um, my top three, I think yours will be generally close to mine. Um, my top three are Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, and Kenny Galladay. Where exactly um, there? Yeah, um, like I said, I don't know. I'll start backwards and go forwards. I don't know if Detroit is going to give the money to Galladay that he deserves. Um, but then again, I don't know who's going to pony up and pay him the max uh, because he. I mean, he's shown really good flashes in Detroit, but. It, it's a bit of a risk to put a lot of money into him considering he's just been in Detroit this entire time. Um, that's just well, my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that, but they don't, Detroit doesn't have to give him the max. They can franchise him for another two seasons, I believe, which is the average of the top five. So it's still pretty expensive, but they're, they're not letting him go. Let's be real here. They just brought in Jared Goff too. He needs a weapon. I, I don't see hey. any way that the lions let him go. All right, and we'll move on to Godwin. God, I have the same thing with Godwin that you do. With, I mean, why Why would Chris Godwin leave the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah. One, did you see the report with Mike Evans saying that he would restructure in they, order to keep yeah. basically everyone? Like, they're not letting Godwin go. He'll no, and, no, the, 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 wow, that's amazing I said that. The Bucs are going to become the new Patriots for the next two years. Yeah, that Godwin is gonna stay. He's gonna take less money. Mike Evans will take less money. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Godwin only signed a two-year deal, <laughs> just just, uh, just so which, that he wins another ring or two, and then just can go which, wherever he wants. <laughs> which brings me to uh, my number one receiver, Allen Robertson. I think he would be a perfect signing for a lot of teams at a one to two-year rate because he's only twenty-eight still. So you get him for his two years before he's thirty. And, I mean, he's got the number one skills. He just never had a quarterback to throw it to him. Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles. Those are the three quarterbacks he has caught passes from in his NFL career. My yeah, so, goodness, I am so sorry, Allen Robinson. I uh, I was reading an article <laughs> on uh, – it was a pop-up on something, and it was like the best, uh, the best small town high school football teams in the country – and uh, the only two I knew, I knew the I knew the Ohio one. Um, and then the only other two I knew um, was the Fort Union, the Fork Union Military Academy. That's where ever because that's where everyone goes um, after high school when they're a bad person. They go after high school for a year and then they go to college. And then the only other one, uh, I, I don't even know what state it was, but uh, well, I remember two more. Uh, another one was at Catawba in Pennsylvania. That's where Ohio State's receiver went, Julian Fleming. And then uh, whatever Allen Robinson went to, it was a small school, whatever state it was. I think it was in maybe Pennsylvania or something too. But yeah, it was. Uh, I got a real. I got. A, I, I still speaking of that. I'll just get into that. Uh, it's crazy to me that 
like some of these places out west, which makes sense, like in Iowa, in Missouri, not Missouri really, but in like North Dakota and South Dakota, all these schools just play like six man, eight man football. Like I wish I could play six man, eight man football. That would have been so much more fun. <laughs> the scores are like the scores are like ninety seven to eighty two. Yeah. So um where do you uh, think Robinson's yeah. gonna go though? Uh it's hard for me to say with the receiver room. Like I said, I would love the Browns to sign him, but I don't know if it's worth giving up OBJ for because he's younger. Um but I if they I I don't really want the Browns to mess with their receiver room at all or the tight end room, but I just wanted to keep it the same. Um, but I would welcome an addition of Allen Robinson. Um kind of like what you said about um Hunter Henry, I think it's also going to be kind of, I think Allen Robinson's going to kind of sit around and wait to see where Deshaun Watson goes because, I mean, like it or not, wherever Deshaun Watson goes or ends up is going to be a hot spot like Tampa Bay is. I agree. If so, I had to, if I had to choose some teams though, outside of waiting for Deshaun Watson here, um, if, it depends on what he's looking for. I know he put out the tweet saying that, gosh, man, I really want a ring or something right now. Um, I could see San Francisco being a really good option. That could also make another play for Deshaun Watson. Uh, but even outside of that, if they just bring in a different quarterback, Robinson could end up there. Um, I know the Jets have interest in him, and they could provide the payday and potentially Deshaun Watson, but who knows what the Jets are going to do. Uh, right. But the team that I'm really looking forward for him to potentially go to is the Colts. Nobody likes Colts. All right, so um, question if you oh, – dang it, I forgot what I was going to ask. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so if you're the 49ers and if you're the Texans, um, first for the 49ers point of view, uh, you, trade offer is Nick Bosa for Sean Watson. Do you do it if you're the Texans? If you're the Texans? Yes. It would have to be Nick Bosa and something else, but yeah. I think, I, I think, if, I think if San Francisco offered Nick Bosa straight up, I think they'd do it. Yeah, but, I mean, that, if, that, that I'm the, would, if I'm the Niners, though, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the Niners, <laughs> the Niners are never going to do that. I mean, that's that's their foundation of their uh, defense defense right now. So that'd be like that'd be like me saying like, hey, you know, Chase Young had a good year. You think him straight up for Deshaun Watson would work? Like, <laughs> yes. If I if I'm the, if I'm the Texans, I would love for you guys to offer up Chase Young and uh, some other young defensive ends for me, but it's just not worth that for a quarterback. Um, well, it, I see it's weird though because it is worth a two quarterback and me, but you can't destroy your whole team, like, you can't be, do what the Nets did and just destroy your whole team for one player. Um, yeah, well, did and, you go ahead? Well, no, go no, ahead. no, go for it. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, do you see Kyrie Irving? Uh, said that told uh, James Harden that he's the point guard. <laughs> I don't even care about the NBA, much less the Nets because they left. But with, with Robinson, though, like, <laughs> I, I hate the Nets ever since they left Jersey. Um, with, with Robinson, like, I don't even know where else he could go because he's going to want to win. And he's going to want to win now and possibly make some money. So, like, there's no real definitive spot for him to go. I don't really think he's going to re-sign with Chicago. He's one of the few free agents where I'm saying he's not re-signing because yeah, Chicago is light years away from winning. It, he's at the age and at the exact right time where it's going to be a tough question for him 
where it's, hey, should I get a long contract with a bad team for a lot of money and be set for the rest of my life, even though you are probably already already set for the rest of your life? Or do you want to sign small contracts, risk getting hurt, um, but playing for contenders? So, I mean, it, it's going to see kind of see where he wants to do. Um, if he says he wants a ring, then he'll take short-term deals. But uh, the safer thing, obviously, if your receiver is to take that, then the quote-unquote uh, – one year, $25 million deal from Tampa Bay. So, um, but yeah, I think wanna... it'll be a hot commodity. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, just because this wide receiver class is so deep, do you want to talk about the next three? Sure. Go ahead. Bring them up. So my next three are Will Fuller, Corey Davis, and unfortunately Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, <laughs> I didn't do my other three, but let me look at them. Um, yeah, Smith Schuster's up there, um, which is gonna opens a whole nother can of worms when you think about the Steelers having to re sign him and Ben Roethlisberger. Because I don't, if I'm Juju Smith Schuster, what's the point of returning to Pittsburgh next year if Ben Roethlisberger is a quarterback? And what's the point of returning to Pittsburgh next year if he's not the quarterback? Because yeah. if he is the quarterback, he can't – I mean, he's not – he's physically – he's less mobile than um, – what? Who's this Brennan Stroschenruther? What? I don't know. Someone commented. J.J. Watt. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We uh, did talk about J.J. – we did talk about J.J. Watt, man. We don't know where he's going. But he's definitely not going to New England. Um, Pittsburgh! He's not going to Pittsburgh because yeah. Pittsburgh doesn't provide it, – it, Honestly, if he wants a winner, he's better off going to any of the other three teams in the AFC North. The Bengals. I think he's going to Pittsburgh just so he can play with his brothers. No cap. I don't think so. I. I uh, it's disgusting. It's, he's a disgusting <laughs> human. Anyway, <laughs> um, no, yeah, Juju. Yeah, I Juju, hate. I, yeah, I, I just. I, I don't. About Juju, like he's not that good. It was proven this year, right? And everyone's talking about him to the Jets. I'm like, no, bro. I'd rather pay up for Allen Robinson than take a reasonable deal from Juju. Because, like, Juju brings all of the antics and shit. Like, I, I don't need it. <laughs> um, you know? Yeah, I totally feel you on that one. Um, this is also a wide receiver class that's weird because it's top-heavy with not necessarily really young good guys, but, like, Middle age, 24, 25, 26 good guys. And then at the end there, you have like T.Y. Hilton, Watkins, Fitzgerald, who are all getting way older. Um, but you did bring up Will Fuller, and I agree. Uh, Will Fuller is going to have to I, – I can't imagine him going out and signing with a team for more than two years, and I don't think it will even be two years. I think it will be a one-year deal, kind of prove-it deal, year deal. And, um I mean, if the Browns have to get rid of OBJ or they're getting rid of OBJ to um, get someone else, a big-time defensive guy or something like that, like I said, I'm fine with. I would love to see them bring Will Fuller in. Um, the Colts, obviously, are another – depending on what their quarterback situation is. Um, it just depends on uh, – um, it just depends on whatever I was saying. I don't know. This guy keeps coming. <laughs> um but uh, um, yeah. So uh, I, I don't know. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, I would love to see Will Fuller. I think he I think he's gonna be um um uh I think he's gonna be a hot commodity, but like I said, I think it's gonna be a one year prove a deal. Yeah, I honestly I could see him going to the Packers. That's my landing spot for him because they need another receiver along Devontae Adams. Um or I've been also hearing a lot of talk about him to the Giants, actually, to give him a true number one. I, 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 what was that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I like that. Kind of like we talked about with Robinson. Um, I just think it depends on what Will Fuller wants. If he wants to play for a winner, or if he wants to play for money. Um, at, at this point, obviously, it's a lot safer for him to get the money because he's been injured a lot. Um, but um. So what? I mean, like I said, I'd love. I, I think he's he's not he's not as good as those top guys that you could get, but he's perfectly and he's still young enough where I think it, he's worth the one year, ten million dollar deal, straight up shot. Yeah, I I agree with that. And then yeah, uh, yeah who's your next one? Uh, the last one I brought up was Corey Davis from the Titans. Uh, I don't even see him on here. You sure he's a free agent? I thought I saw somewhere that he re-signed with them or had an extension. No, I'm pretty sure. If you go to uh, Sports Track, yeah, I'm on. I'm on. I have both of your sites. I have both of your sites. Uh, Well, then go down. uh, If you click position and then you look down, he's like the two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth one down on Sports Track. Yeah, I'm also. I just I just searched him. Um, he declined his fifth year option, so I think he uh, actually. They the players don't do that. The team did though. Oh, so I, whatever. Stupid, stupid rules. But, but that was before he had this breakout season, so he could be resigned because he's the perfect complement with AJ Brown. But I I could really see him making money and playing well elsewhere. I know a lot of people have linked him to the Jets and Giants, uh, either or, but. I could see him going to Green Bay. Like that would be a really nice fit. And I know I just talked about that with Will Fuller, but having Corey Davis and Devontae Adams would be a very nice combo. Not because Devontae Adams is as boomer bust as AJ Brown, but they they play so similarly that it, it makes it hard to cover both of them. Yeah. Um I I can't I I mean has Derrick Henry signed an extension yet? Yeah. Oh, that, that's all right. I, it just depends on – I don't know how much money that, like, they signed him for. I think it was four oh. years, 88 a year, if I'm remembering correctly. 88, 88 million a year? No, not a year. 88 22. over four. My 22 yeah. a year. That's actually a decent price for him. I'll give yeah, you no, that. that's, a, that's a very good one. Very good but deal for him. Tennessee is another one of those teams where they're young. So you got deals probably coming up for second deals coming up for um, Adoree Jackson, Adoree Jackson at some point, um, uh, Taylor Lewan, um, a lot of those guys. So it just depends. It'll see what, if they want to put their money towards uh, more offensive line and building behind Derek, uh, uh, Derek Henry, or if they want to actually still work on the receivers. I was um, wrong. It was four years, 50 mil. So that's an even better deal. What an idiot. Um, I mean, but, uh, yeah. 
for your 50 million. I mean, that's like, that's like 12 million. That's like 12, that's 12 and a half million a year. That's nothing. Um, yep. I can't believe that. I, I, I'm just dreading the day that Nick Chubb comes up for free agency because it's going to be horrible. Um, but uh, we want to move on to offensive line. Sure. Um, and I, I, I will say, I will say about uh, Marvin Jones, AJ Green, Hilton, maybe not Watkins, Fitzgerald. I think Fitzgerald's going to retire. Hundred um, percent agree. And I think those other older guys, I think they're one-year deals um, on somewhat contenders. Like I wouldn't be surprised to see the Bills pick up one of those guys. Yeah, uh, Keelan Cole is also interesting because he's really young from the Jaguars. Yeah, I think the Jaguars might re-sign him though. Agreed. If I'm the Jaguar, if I'm the Jaguars, you need to keep anyone right now that has even a hint of offensive potential in the future, um, because you, you basically, I mean, you just need someone that's going to throw, uh, that's just going to catch passes from Trevor Lawrence for at least a year. Or so. Um, yeah, um, an offensive line. We'll head there. Um, this is a weird one. Um, I, in my in my opinion, Corey Lindsley is the best offensive lineman out there. Um, pick up, but I I would be absolutely shocked if he didn't resign with the Packers. Just because yeah, no, I agree, hundred percent. He he's he's uh, a little bit over his prime. He's almost thirty. So. Um, but like I said, unless he wants the money and someone offers him a lot of money, but I think he's the best offensive lineman. I mean, he had a, one of the best years, him and Jensen for um, the Buccaneers really kind of transcended the way we look at centers this year. I mean, the centers are huge parts of the offense. Yep. And uh, that you, you see with Bakiari's contract, I think it was last year or the year before they re-signed him. They're willing to invest in the offensive line. So, um, I, Baki Baki just did. So I had I saw him in the news. Oh, hold on, let me look for it. I believe he like restructured his deal. Yeah, he structured his restructured his deal. Um, so it freed up eight point three million for um the Packers. So maybe that's Aaron I mean, Jones' money. <laughs> yeah, I, and and you also got to think though, David Bothrocky or Bothrocky, whatever his name is. He's probably a top three left tackle in football. So I mean, it's not too out of the lead, too out of the question to say that had David Bakhtiari not torn his ACL in the last regular season game, the uh, the the Packers could have easily gone to the Super Bowl. I mean, they were playing. I don't know if you saw that story, but it was his name's Jared Veldahir. He's an older like journeyman lineman. But so he played the first weekend of the playoffs. He played for it was like Tennessee or one of those teams. It was and the Colts. The sec- and then the second week he played for uh, the Packers because he was the first player to ever play for two teams in the same playoff year because he just signed with them. But I mean, for him to give up eight point three million, um, I just I just hope that doesn't go all to Aaron Rodgers's make account bank account. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, but yeah, um, so, and then after that, uh, uh, Trent Williams will be interesting. He's on the wrong side of his career. Um, but he's still worth it to teams that need left tackle. Um, I found this year really weird in the NFL, um, because there were so many either rookie or second year or third year left tackles that are young and promising and good. I mean, 
Tristan Wirfs has a very good chance to be the best offensive lineman I've seen in my lifetime since 19. I mean, that I remember seeing, I guess. Um, but so, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he's on the wrong side of 30, but uh, anyone who needs a left tackle for, you know, uh, I don't know. Who, I don't even know who the Tampa Bay's left tackle is. Didn't you just say it was Tristan Wirfs? No, he's the right tackle. Oh, um, I don't even know. I, I don't follow linemen like that. It wouldn't surprise me if he went over to sign with someone like that. And then I also have uh, Brandon Scherf and um, Joe Thune here. Wouldn't surprise me if Thune wanted – or Tooney, I think is how you say his name. If he wanted out of New England, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but usually it seems like the best thing for offensive linemen during free agency and where they get their most money and where it helps them the most is if they stay with their teams, in my opinion. So – the left tackle for Tampa Bay is Devon Smith. So it's literally the only one on the only position Donovan, on their line. Donovan, Donovan Smith. Yeah. Donovan. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, my bad. I must have said no, Devon. Yeah, you said Devon. I was like, I God, I haven't seen that guy in Madden. He must be a creative player. Nobody has. It's, wow. Yeah. I am just having a hell of a day. <laughs> um. But uh, like I, like I said, I guess we'll finish up the offensive line after you talk. But yeah, David Bafrocki freeing up eight point three million is huge for the Packers this year. I knew I saw him somewhere in the news today. Yeah, he, you know, I, your list is pretty spot on. Uh, I agree with it. I, I had, you know, a couple guys switched here or there. Uh, I think I had it was Lindsley, Sheriff Williams, and then Thune if he leaves. Um, but. Uh, they're all in the same, you know, I, I think, I think all of them are going to look to go for, to play with a contender. So I think Sheriff is out of Washington. I think he'll be going somewhere else. Uh, Williams could stay because the 49ers are a year or two removed from the Super Bowl now, I guess. Uh, he could stay there and, and hope that they fix things and bring in a quarterback. That's not Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see where they land. I couldn't really tell you because it's hard to predict where linemen go because they either they I feel like they tend to chase for the money more than other positions. But yeah, because they're not usually you, they, people don't understand how much they're really worth. I think is what they're trying to get at. But yeah, um, so it's weird to it's hard to really place them is really my problem there. But we can move on to defense now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say something. What was I going to say? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think this year uh, Tampa winning the Super Bowl in the way they did and how they built their roster. Um, I think you're going to see going forward a lot of guys that are just coming out of their prime. You would say are going to try and go to those one year teams where you think you have a chance for just one year. I mean, because we saw it with the Chiefs. The NFL isn't the same as the NBA and the MLB. Not even really. That's just like a different thing. But it's not like the NFL or the NBA where you can just load up one year and you can almost guarantee uh, at least a finals appearance. And in the NFL, I mean, you saw what happened to the Chiefs. I mean, they were supposed to be the best team by far this year, and they ended up losing. So I think it's it shows that now that Tom now that Tom Brady's gone from New England, every year the Super Bowl is going to be up for grabs for the most part. Yeah, and I think we're going to see a lot more short-term contracts than we did because the way that you won 
the NFL and, and you won the Lombardi was building a dynasty and, and signing guys for long-term deals. Cause that's what the Patriots did. They got guys for four year deals and they just won a crap ton every year. Now we could see more of a shift into short-term deals. Like we kind of did before the dynasty era. And you would, you're going to start seeing more guys go and ring chase a lot more, I guess is kind of where I'm going with it. No, yeah, I get you. I get you. Um, so we'll hop on the defense next. I didn't really um, – we'll talk about the defensive line first. Um, uh, I have My first three that I listed there would probably be my top three defensive line or, I guess, first line defenders because Von Miller is clearly an edge player. Um, I don't know – like I said, I don't – I mean – Right off the bat, it seems like J.J. Watt got a lot of traction from a lot of teams. I don't know if a lot of teams are actually going to follow through on that. Um, he is obviously, like I said, on the other side of his career, and he has serious, serious, serious injury problems his entire career. So, um, And which brings me to my next guy. I, If I'm a team that has either a window open now or it's, it's slowly opening and it'll be open for the next two, three years, I'd rather have Leonard Williams. So – yeah, um, he's my number one defensive lineman. Yeah, he's uh, for me. He's more versatile than JJ Watt, or it just as versatile as JJ Watt, and he's younger. So that's what I got. Yep, uh, and I I think he's resigning with the Giants. Uh, I don't think they're going to let him go after the season he had. JJ Watt, like I've said, uh, I think Pittsburgh or Green Bay are the two landing spots. Um, you just wait. You just wait until you see him in the Cleveland Browns uniform. You know how do you know how do you know how insufferable I'm gonna be when the Browns win the Super Bowl? I can imagine. Like for a full year. I think for elite no, I think two years, for a full two years, I will say that this is the Browns Super Bowl winning year. So you're gonna be an Eagles fan. How am I an Eagles fan? Well, that's what the Eagles did after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. They're still they talking did. about it. Oh, I mean, I don't, don't don't talk to me like if the Jets won the Super Bowl next year, you wouldn't talk about it for the next five years. Don't 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 give me that. Um, it's just gonna be great to be on top and uh, go to the go to the parade and you know. Well, ride. and yours is it's justified. I mean, well, I I forget how long was the drought of a playoff win. I'm not trying to be like condescending oh, or anything. Play, I'm just a playoff playoff win. Um, I know playoff game was 2002, but when was the last win? Yeah, playoff win was '94. Yikes. But it's so weird about the Steelers game. Just, we're off topic for a second. Like, I didn't – the Steelers playoff game didn't even feel like a playoff game because the entire game I was like, why is Pittsburgh not coming back? Like, what's going on? We're winning this too easily. Like, Yeah, um, everyone thought yeah, the Browns were choking it, even Browns fans from, from the people that I know. You have, you have no idea how many things I threw that night. Um, uh Basically, I don't know if you remember the game at all, but uh, when Sione Taki Taki picked off Ben Roethlisberger, which the announcers made a really weird thing about it because Taki Taki did jump in the air pretty high to pick it off, and the announcers were like, basically, he threw right to Taki Taki, but whatever, they picked it off. But as soon as that hit, I was like, okay, we're good. But before that, I was like throwing things. I was like, Steelers have the ball again, and they're going to score in two minutes. So... um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I I got you there. I mean, oh. when, when when me and my brother both said it when when that when that first snap went over Ben Roethlisberger's head, Ben Roethlisberger's head, it was like I was in a parallel universe. Like 
I floated to a different level of emotion. Like I was happiness doesn't describe it. It was like euphoria. And then, and then watching him cry next to Mike Pouncey next to it, which is also, I forgot to mention that I wouldn't be surprised if Ben retires because Pouncey's gone. Yeah. I think they this play, is going to be the their, their, They played their entire careers together. So it wouldn't surprise me if, because Pouncey, which is also so weird. Did you see the, both the Pouncey brothers, they announced their joint like twin retirement from football. It's like, okay, guys, we get it. You're twins. Like, it's weird. You guys in the McCordys are really weird. Um, but uh, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Ben does retire. But then yeah. again, I don't know if it, I could see Ben coming back and uh, the Steelers being like, yeah, I mean, you just got to come to training camp. You can ride the bike the entire time, but you just have to be there. You'd be like, okay. Um, uh, next on my defensive list, we'll go to some linebackers. Really, um, Bud Dupree, I almost look at more of as an, as an edge, and I would be very surprised if Pittsburgh let him out. Um, they might bring in JJ. Yeah, um, but JJ is not going to demand the money that Bud Dupree is because Dupree played on a uh, franchise tag last year, if I remember correctly. So he's going to uh, want his money. He's going to think that some money time coming and. They don't want to pay it to him. They're going to say, hey, we, we could just bring in the media coverage that we're going to get with J.J. Watt, um, even though J.J. Watt's yeah. 32 and Dupree's 28. Yeah, it's not it's, yeah, it's not that big of a drop-off. But I think the suitors will be high for Bud Dupree if he uh, hits the open market. Um, he's another player I would love to see the Browns get, except I don't know how well he'd fit in with a 4-3 scheme. I think he's more of a – I think he's a 3-4 guy that's just going to be a 3-4 guy his entire career. Yeah, he's he's a he's a a pass rushing outside linebacker. So, yeah, I could really see him go into a team like Tennessee, because Tennessee had the failed experiment with Jadavian Clowney, who's also a free agent again. Not that I have him ranked anywhere. I just wanted to point it out. Um, I'm still taking. That's what's sad. I would still take him. (laughs) I know (laughs) you're looking for an edge. I got you. You're looking for upside, but um, I could I could really see Dupree going down to Tennessee. I think that'd be a really nice fit with Vrabel. Um, and he's another one that could go join <laughs> that, that could go join Tampa Bay down there. Justin, you still there, buddy? All right. Hopefully Justin comes back within the next couple seconds here. Um so we're still talking linebackers. Uh I got Melvin Ingram's a free agent. He's 32. I wouldn't really love to see him in any specific team, but uh, Shaq Barrett, another free agent, another edge guy. He's going to be super highly touted uh, this off season. He's 29. He's only a year older than Dupree, but he doesn't have the injury. I would be very surprised if Tampa Bay doesn't resign him, but uh, I could very much see him walking and take um, – my screen's going okay. crazy. There you are. Hello. Uh, I'm just talking about Shaq Barrett. I moved on. Uh, yeah, so I was, I was going to get into Shaq Barrett and Levante David because I know we talked about it last week and we didn't really get into it. We kind of disagreed. I think they only keep one of those two. And I think Shaq uh, Barrett's yeah. the guy. I think Shaq Barrett's the guy to keep. He's an oh, outside really? linebacker. I think yeah, Shaq I, Barrett's. I, I said last week, and I'm going to say it again, I think they're keeping Levante David. And I they're going to let Shaq Barrett walk because they could go get a guy like Bud Dupree who's going to want to win. He's going to want more money than Shaq Barrett. He's going to want more money than Shaq Barrett. You, you're, you, if you look at the – if you 
where's the one position? I mean, we talked about, I talked, I was talking about earlier with Kareem Hunt. Where's the one position they can afford to kind of let a guy go or if they're, or uh, trade someone, if they need to get a different piece for next year with the Super Bowl. So that's fair. I'll give you. I, that's I hear what you're enough. saying. I hear what you're saying, but I, like I said, I think they only have enough leverage to keep hold of one of them. I so. think it, it goes back to the age-old question. Even when you're drafting, what's more important to you: overall talent or positional need? You know, like like that's if you remember the whole thing with Parcells and the Giants. You know, he, he had the famous quote of like, "If you're gonna force me to do the cooking, you may as well let me pick out the groceries." I think was the quote. Uh, he was mad that I forget the GM's name off the top of my head, but he was mad that the person took Lawrence Taylor because they had an abundancy of linemen, <laughs> right? And, and it ended up being Lawrence Taylor. So th- there's the age old question of positional need or overall talent. I, I like going with the overall talent. So I like keeping Levante David there. Um, but I, t- I totally understand keeping Shaq Barrett, especially because ed- good edge rushers are harder to come by. Um, but that, that's just my personal opinion. I would keep Levante David. All right. Um, and then uh, we'll go to DBs next. Um, I think I only have one in here. Yeah, I think I only have Justin Simmons. Um, I uh, The more I thought about this, uh, it, 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 I don't – I think it's a fair thing to say. Like last week I was leaning a lot heavily towards I think Simmons will hit the open market. I don't know anymore really because, I mean – if you were to ask Denver who they want to keep a hold of, either Simmons or Von Miller, I think they're going to say Simmons because he's a lot younger. And so I think they'll have the extra money to keep Simmons around if they let Von Miller go, but I don't know. And then, of course, if – I mean, Justin Simmons is an upgrade at almost – at safety for almost any, every NFL team unless you're uh, the, the the Chiefs, the Bucks, and, like, the Chargers with Derwin James and Jamal Adams and those guys. So. I also saw a report that uh, they're leaning towards using the franchise tag on my second year. So I don't, I don't think he's hitting the open market. Uh, if you're looking for other guys in the secondary to talk about um, Anthony Harris, I was going to bring up Anthony Harris, but I was going to look more at the corner position between Patrick Peterson and AJ Boye uh, to maybe not AJ Boye, but definitely Patrick Peterson. He's still one he's of the still top. Okay. Yeah. But see, I, I wouldn't, it's so hard to me if you're an NFL team. It's so hard to look at those guys and invest in those guys. I mean, they're so, so old. The, yeah, they're old. I mean, and especially in a position like corner, where I mean, it, it's it's just it's just uh, I mean, it's just anatomy. Like younger guys are faster and quicker and more agile. Yeah. Like like I it, like I would rather the Browns draft a corner in the first or second round than uh, take on Peterson. Or AJ Bouye. Uh, now, if there was a younger guy out there, I don't. I don't really know. Corners don't really hit the market ever. Yeah, because um, there's such an essential good. position. Yeah, because the there's such a hot commodity. Um, so so the, the the two guys that are younger that I was going to bring up, one of them I know very well. It's Brian Poole from the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very good. They're not going to let him go. Uh, not not. Well, maybe who knows? It's the Jets, but they they haven't let him go after offering him two or three one year deals past couple of years. So I doubt they're going to let him go again. Uh, but the other guy that could walk is Mackenzie Alexander from Cincinnati. I don't know how much you know about him. Uh, I think he acted mainly as the slot corner. He's a slot um, guy. Yeah. Well, he's a slot guy only because that's where they put him. 
Uh, I think he has the potential to be a lot better, but he's much more of a question mark. But he's 28 years old, which is the youngest corner that I'm seeing as I'm scrolling through this list. So uh, actually, there's Mike Hilton or Hinton. No, I was right, Hilton. Mike Hilton's Hilton. a free agent, but I doubt that Steelers are going to let him go because he's 27. Yeah. But Mike Hilton, yeah, Mike Hilton's, yeah, no, he, he, I, I would doubt he goes anywhere. So um, I, I think that uh, Alexander could be a guy that has the potential and might get the money because of the potential. Yeah, um, I, I like I said, that's pretty much it for me on defensive backs. Uh, like I said, I don't think defensive backs hit the open market just the same for the same reason. I don't think offensive linemen hit, hit the open market a lot either. Uh, corners are always in offensive linemen are always going to be more valuable to the team they're playing on than unless you're uh, unless you're a revolutionary player like Jalen Ramsey or Tristan Wirfs or Laramie Tunsil or Ronnie Stanley, those guys. So, um, yeah, that's all I got for defense. Do you got anyone else on defense you want to talk about? I'm scrolling through real quick just to see if I get anyone else. I mean, Malik Hooker from the Colts, 25 years old, safety. Uh, I think they declined the fifth-year option, and that's why he's coming out as 25. He could be useful somewhere, but he's, he's not exactly the generational talent you were just talking about there. No, so I, I think we're pretty he's, good. He's more he's more of a free safety, and he he doesn't help at all in the run game. So no, if you he's just too be, small. Stri- strictly, like I mean, I would love the Browns to pick him up because strictly, I mean, they just need a roaming safety back there. Um, and not really helping the run support. I mean, that would be perfect for the Browns, and they can move Ronnie Harrison basically half time into the box. Um, yep, so having be a uh, Jamal Adams. Actually, also PJ Williams from the Saint, uh, the Saints. He's a guy that could he's have okay. Rockamani, but I, I don't think that he's gonna go anywhere. Anyway, yeah, so. we can move on now. That, that's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so that's our uh, free agency talk uh, going into next year. Yogan Koo, um, the kicker, the dream. Um, he's the so hottest you, free agent on the market. I, I don't even know. Oh, that's yeah. Young, young Koo, way is how you say his name. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, we're going to skip, uh, who am I today? We're going to skip to fill in the blank and then some trivia. Um, so I made these up. Uh, so these are all for you. Um, beautiful. Tom? Um, hold on one second. I gotta shake it up. All right. Um, one word? Is that what we're doing? Do I only get one word for these? Unless, unless they have uh, two spaces. Uh, like two number, spaces? like like H H NFL. By oh NFL yeah, 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 yeah. One, yeah, one, okay, so, one per blank. Yeah. Um. Or if it's like star studded, you can use that because you tried to cheat the other week and use one of those too. So whatever, it's you can just use it. Um. Of all the free agents, the one signing I'd like to see the Jets make is. I can use two words because it's a name, right? <laughs> yes, obviously. Unless, 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 they're, unless they're so good, you could just say Zeke or something or Dak. All right. So I'm going to say Alan Robinson, but I totally be fine with Chris Godwin if he wanted to come. <laughs> but Alan Robinson is my answer because whoever we bring in a quarterback is going to need a weapon. And uh, Denzel Mims is not ready to be a true one yet. Uh, Perriman would be nice to be brought back in Crowder, but we need a true one. So I'd love to see him bring in Allen Robinson because that guy catches everything. <laughs> Good pick. All right. Uh, number two, letter B. Uh, the Browns turn into a real contender if they sign blank. 
Oh God. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the edges we talked. Uh, Shaq Barrett, <laughs> you know, like okay. okay, just just bring in Shaq Barrett. But like you said, you could, you could also just say you could also just say instead of a name there, you could say oh, an edge. a top a top end rusher, edge rusher or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I thought I was yeah, you sure, you're the one that's still in school, Tom. You are. I talk about media law. I don't talk about football for for a degree. <laughs> Sounds stupid. All right. <laughs> So we'll just go with edge player because you clearly can't answer the question. Oh, I get, I said Shaq Barrett. They would be All a right. contender. Is he an edge? Right. Maybe. <laughs> I'm more of an outside linebacker than edge, but um. All right. So okay. it would be it would be blank to see JJ Watt sign with the Steelers to team up with his brothers. Nice. <laughs> I knew. I, I I was waiting for. I, I was waiting for a neat. Or cool. <laughs> Dope. Um, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, it's going to be two... way media overblown, though, if it happens. Like, you're not going to stop hearing about it. Every time they, like, team up for a for a sandwich sack where they each get one, oh all we're going to hear is, oh, my God, the Watt brothers. All right. Uh, the two teams who will be playing for a national title in April are blank and blank. I mean, there are only really two right answers here. It's going to be Baylor and Gonzaga. So they're going to play each other? Probably, yeah. Okay. I don't even right. know the brackets, though. They could be in the same bracket, they, which would mess it up. So They can't be in the same bracket. They're both going to be number one seeds. They could be on the same side, I guess. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, same bracket, same side, whatever. My bad. Uh, right. If they're on the same uh, side, it could mess it up. But I'm assuming they're not going to do that because they're going to want to hype up it as they're like all moving through the bracket. They're going to want to hype it up. So I think they'll find a way to make them play each other in the natty. All right. Um, without the XFL this spring, I will feed my football hunger by watching blank. Johnny Manziel. In the fan control of football. In the, yeah. <laughs> um, um, it, it's. It, I will say good for Johnny. He finally found his level of talent that he can play with. I mean, <laughs> Did, did you see the highlight of that first run? His run. <laughs> I, I mean, it, first of all, they're playing on like 12-foot fields. And second of all, yeah. like I just – I don't understand how it works. But, I mean, he's almost 30. Like the dude Is just – Really? Up no, he's probably like 26, 27. I, yeah, I want to say he's like still young. He could still be a starting QB in the NFL if he had the talent. Someone will right. take a shot on him like that. Yeah, that's the fan control football league. I'll have to do a right up. I don't on even that. know what what are the fans controlling that? I everything supposedly, but I don't know how they do it or whatever like that. Um, right okay. now, I think <laughs> right now I think uh, Trevor Lawrence's NFL career will most resemble blank. Oh, that's such a good question. Oh. God. Okay. It's hard to like find like a, a mediocre to really good guy. Cause like when you hear that question, all you hear from the media is like, Oh, the, the guy that keeps coming into my head. Cause I was watching a video on it was like, Oh, he's going to have a Peyton Manning like career. But like, that's so like not okay to say, cause Peyton Manning was a top three quarterback of all time. So it's hard to really say that. I'll say Drew Brees. That's going to be my answer. Not where he's going to break passing records and everything, but like he's going to win a Super Bowl, be in contention a lot, and and have really good numbers. Not that he's okay. going to break like records like that. I don't. I, it's hard to say that, but if he's going to have 
a career like that, it'll be Drew Brees where he gets hurt somewhat and, and has really good contending years every year. All right. Um, there will be blank quarterbacks that get drafted before Zach Wilson from BYU in the 2021 NFL draft. Two. That's, that's what I would. That's what I would have went with too. I think he's. I, I think just he's I pretty, keep seeing all the mock drafts come out and they post them on the Jets face or Instagram page of oh they're going to be taking Zach Wilson number two. Why? I don't want him. I, I really I haven't seen Sewell. That voice. Whatsoever. That voice was just. That's gonna Why? That's gonna haunt my dreams for a long time. I don't want him. St- you gotta stop. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he goes third. Um, although I wouldn't see, I wouldn't just be surprised to see some random team uh, pick up Trey Lance before him. Um, I don't think NFL, he goes fourth. I think it's second or third. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. Um. I just meant that, like how many quarterbacks will get drafted before Zach Wilson. So like not necessarily what what number. Yeah, he gets no, no, no. I meant I okay. meant two quarterbacks. Like two, right. he's going to be the second or third quarterback off the board, not player. Yeah. Um. By NFL minicamps, JJ Watt and Deshaun Watson will be wearing a blank and blank uniform. Ooh. <laughs> uh. So JJ will be wearing a Steelers jersey. You're going to keep going at this, and I'm going to start to hate you this offseason. <laughs> I don't want it. It's just the most logical. What do you want me to say, the Packers? Anyway, because um, that would piss me off more than the Steelers, honestly. Uh, so Steelers uniform for JJ and Deshaun's my training camps. When do training camps start? Like, like midsummer? August. Like yeah. August, end, end of July, August. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna say a Panthers uniform. I think they'll trade him by then. I think the only the only way the Panthers end up with Deshaun Watson is if the Panthers give up Chase um or not Chase um Christian McCaffrey. Nah, I I could see him giving up. I think they have the eight pick or so. They offer the eight pick Jeremy Chin and something else. All right. Um. Around this time next year, the biggest thing in the NFL will be talk. We will be talking about will be. <laughs> you really just want me to keep bringing up JJ Water, Deshaun Watson? Uh, no. Um, no, no, it's just like what? Oh, like next this time, year. Yeah, this time oh, next year, what will we be talking about? Yeah. Tom Brady's eighth Super Bowl. Oh my God. <laughs> I really, I, mean, I didn't, even, I didn't even think about that until I like just looked at the question. I was like, "Oh my god, it could be Tom Brady's eighth Super Bowl." I know that's not one word, but it could it's be. It, it's a headline. <laughs> um. Oh man, yeah, that, I really hope that's not it. That sounds like nightmare. Okay. Um. The first trade of the NFL offseason will involve blank teams and will be built around blank. I put the the second one would be how many teams a number and the second one uh, and it will be built around the player. So we're what not player. we're not talking about the trade that's going to be processed in the league of the new year with Stafford, right? This is like a new trade. Yeah, th- this offseason, yes. Okay, yeah, this, a new trade. Okay, got it. Um, ooh, all right. It's going to involve. God, I don't even know who else wants a trade other than Watson. Do you, can, do you know anyone that wants out other than Watson? 
David Njoku. Um, I'll give I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Uh, the Brown, uh, the Browns and uh, the Broncos swap uh, David Njoku, um, Sheldrick Redwine for Justin Simmons. And a second round pick. No, and a third round pick in the future. You know, I'm going to, we didn't bring this up all show, and I feel kind of stupid that we didn't. I'm going to say it's going to involve two teams built around. No, I can't say that's the first one. I'm going to say it anyway. Two teams built around Russell Wilson. Because we didn't talk about this all show, and I feel like we need to bring it up right here at the end of it. Okay. What the heck is going on, man? I what? I mean I heard, I heard it, I heard about it a little bit about it and I haven't really followed up on it so I'm not I'm not sure what's going on right now but I heard a little bit uh, uh, coming out after they lost that playoff game to the Rams um, that behind closed doors Russell Wilson hasn't necessarily been happy um, with how much he gets killed and like he's just not happy with the front office that's all of kind of I know and it came out last week so and then it's no he went, he went on. Yeah, he went on like some show and like talked about it, I thought. Yeah, so so he is unhappy with how much he has to run and how much he gets hit. And this really came out because on a show, I think this is what it is. Don't quote me on this. But I think someone was talking about how much Patrick Mahomes was running around in the Super Bowl. And someone related it back to him. And he was basically came public and said, yeah, I hate how, how much I'm – having to run and and extend plays and how much I get hit. And from there, I guess the the frustrations that had previously been there kind of got dragged out. And now teams are calling about Russell Wilson and the Seahawks aren't hanging up the phone because they're pissed that he brought this to the public. So so now everyone's like calling the Seahawks and he could be moved. Like before, before I, I say this, I do say I think Russell Wilson is a very good quarterback. I I wouldn't trade Baker Mayfield for him right now, but I think I would it's say he's 90, older. I got you. I would say ninety percent of the teams in the NFL would easily take Russell Wilson, but I think over the past couple of years, his overall worth and how good he really is has been a little bit exaggerated. If you think if you think about his best years in Seattle, first of all, what's the one memory you'll always remember or remember about Russell Wilson? No matter what he does the rest of his life, what what is the one memory? The pick on the one yard line. Yes, the pick in the Super Bowl. And second of all, I mean, the one Super Bowl he did win, um, he still wasn't that great. He was still on his rookie contract, and the only reason they won, and it was a great win. The only reason they won is because they shut down Peyton Manning. That defense shut down Peyton Manning. Um, so I understand where Russell Wilson is coming from, but well, first of all, I think I think there's a coaching issue in um, Seattle. Um, I mean, from the offensive coordinator who basically switches his game plan every year from being like, okay, we're going to let Russell Russ cook, or we're going to run Chris Carson 35 times a game. That's it my big always- thing. He he was cooking in the beginning of the year. Everyone's like, this is his finally his MVP year. And then they just stopped for no reason. You have you have two solid running or wideouts. Excuse me, DK Metcalf is everyone's saying top ten, and honestly, it's hard not to say that he isn't, or it's hard to say that he isn't. And Tyler Lockett is a very good receiver, and him and Russ have a really good connection. 
and they stopped throwing the ball so that Chris Carson could come in and run. Chris Carson's not that good. I'm a very anti-Chris Carson person. He was like, fourth in your he was fourth in your free agents. I for running backs, if we were doing overall, he's not even in the top 25. It's because running backs are top heavy. And but like also he's young and there's potential, and I value potential a lot higher. So you're a that, that's fan, a different so. yeah. So I have I'm, to. I'm a, I'm a Browns fan, so <laughs> so uh, but but I understand where Russ is coming from, and I won't be surprised if they move him. But I think it's going to be I, hard to really move him with the contract. I, I I don't know if I've been really saying this or maybe I've been kind of hinting at it. I think Russell Wilson is on the wrong side of the new wave of quarterbacks coming to the NFL where he's young enough where he could still be counted as a young guy with the young group, the good guys. But I think he's didn't have an amazing year in – all the things that have happened to him in the past, he's now 32 and he is not a young 32. He is an old 32, in my opinion. And like I said, don't get me wrong. I would take Russell Wilson if I were an NFL team. But I do think a lot of the problems in Seattle um, revolve a lot around Russell Wilson than what we previously thought. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would really like to see the Colts, though, go out and get Russell Wilson because they have the money for him. And they have the line that he's looking for. So they could work on the receivers or whatever. But if he's looking to go somewhere like that, like the Colts would be a perfect situation for him. Yeah, and but I, I almost I don't I don't think many quarterbacks are gonna get traded this offseason. I know we had Stafford, um and but that, that was like the, 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 but that was the same trade. A and B is two different two different uh, situations like LA wanted a veteran quarterback because um, they their had their, their their championship window is like one like two to three years long right now, and they need to get it done. So they brought in Mass Effort. Now, granted, I guarantee you that as soon as Sean McVay saw that Russell Wilson wanted out, he was like, "God damn it, why did we trade for Stafford?" Because I'm sure he would have taken Russell Wilson. Although I doubt they would have traded him in conference in division. Yeah. Um, but I just don't – there aren't a lot of teams out there. I, I, the Colts make sense, but there aren't a lot of teams out there that are readily wanting to sign a 32-year-old quarterback who from all all signs are pointing to that he's on the wrong side of his career. Um, well, and you like got to Like I said, don't be wrong. I, I, I like Russell Wilson. I would take him, but – I mean, there are a lot. A lot of these teams. I mean, we see it in the AFC so much, and the NFC. That's why they're so different. Is the old quarterback versus the new quarterback? And Russell, like I said, Russell Wilson could have been a part of that new quarterback group, but he's just I. I he's out. He's outstayed his welcome in Seattle. I think, and, and for both of them, I think. I think the franchise and him. Well, you got to remember though, like the the contract that he signed was four years, one hundred and forty million dollars. He makes a base salary of 19 a year this year or this season, next season, and 22 mil the final season. And he gets a $13 million signing bonus for every one of those years. That's a hefty contract. And I get there's a potential out after this season, but. See, like, 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 see, when I look at it, when I think about possible Russell Wilson trade suitors, they're not the same teams that I think of when I think about possible Deshaun Watson trade suitors. Like I would think Pittsburgh would 
go out and sign or try and trade for Russell Wilson if Ben's gone or like, um, yeah, cause, cause he's older and it's more of a win now quarterback. Cause he's 33. He's going to be 33 this season. Watson's what, what is it? 27, 20, 28, somewhere in there. Watson. Yeah. Watson's 24. It's 24. Okay. Close. Yeah. That's why, that's why I said it a yeah. couple, a couple episodes ago. I was like, this will be the biggest trade in the history of the NFL. History of sports, I think. Can you think of a bigger trade in any other sport? Uh, no, um, but you you would find people that are fans of the NBA and MLB would fight back and tell you that the MLB, yeah people would, are gonna say like the the Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce trade to Brooklyn was a bigger well, trade. I, like they sucked. I, I don't think I, I don't think it's really the NBA. I think it's the MLB more. They have big trades. Um, I mean, even if you just look at it, this past offseason, I mean. The games, one of the games, I guess you could kind of compare him to baseball's version of Sean Watson. I mean, Francisco Lindor got traded for basically nothing. Yeah, well, I'm pulling up the biggest one-sided trades in sports history right now. So give me a second to scroll to the bottom here, and I don't understand why one-sided mean, makes sense, but that usually means big players. So, like, the number one is the Edmonton Oilers trade Wayne Gretzky. I don't even know what they got back for him. I number mean, two – one of those on there has to be Houston trading um, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, it's going to be on so, there. That's so. That was so. That was such a win for the Cardinals. It's unbelievable. I mean, number two is Babe Ruth traded from the Red Sox to the Yankees. Bucks trade Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Cowboys trade her for an entire. Okay, sorry. My, uh, no, none of them have involved the most important position on, on in sports. You, you know, you said it before. Maybe pitcher, which you know Babe Ruth, then maybe. But this is a 24 year old kid still in his time, and is considered a top three player at the position and the most important position in the game. It's it's going yeah. to be the most important trade in sports history, in my opinion. I got you. Um, let's try and get this done because obviously my internet is going in and out. So let's get into our hockey trivia and then we'll conclude the show. Um, I don't know about you. Um, I still don't know what a blue line is. Really, I don't understand hockey. Um, I know some of the older players, but other than that, I don't really know much about it. I know so, absolutely nothing about hockey, so this is going to be fun. Yeah. And uh, Okay. All right. Uh, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I have two questions ready, so if you're ready for one of them, I will okay. shoot it out. In Go 2005, ahead. the NHL season was canceled. Why? Hello. Justin. Did we lose you again? <laughs> oh, boy. Hello, Justin. 2005 NHL season. Why was it canceled? Hello. <laughs> oh man. Well, this was uh, this was good. Yep, there he goes. So sad. Well, anyway. Um, I don't really know. I can't really give trivia questions to myself. Uh, at least any of them that I would know. 
<laughs> I have them pulled up here on a website, and I can't really uh, can't really read myself questions like that. So I'm hoping Justin hops back on here in a minute. Uh, if not, or if I get a text from him, I could just close out the show here, uh, even though I don't really have any of the controls. So, yeah, I mean, this was a good show, I thought. Yes? No? <laughs> Hopefully Justin's back, though. So he's got uh, social medias on here. I mean, just end it. All right. So, yeah, he just sent me a text saying just end it. Uh, he'll come back in and close it out. So you can follow me on Twitter at THB315, I believe it is. I don't have the power to pull up the things. Uh, you can follow Justin at Twitter at Cleveland. I think it is. Um, let me pull it up just to confirm. Brown. Yeah. Brownlow J Cleveland on Twitter. I am THB315. Any updated news? I don't have any. I don't know what he talked about. Good jobs. Uh, He has, who is my favorite current NBA player and my favorite former NBA player? My favorite current player is Luka Doncic because he's relatively my age and just loves the game of basketball. Uh, Former players, either Dwayne Wade or Byron Scott. I couldn't really tell you why. And that is going to be it from me, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the show, and we will see you sometime later this week. Have a good one, and go dogs, baby. All right, that'll do it for the men, man. Sorry about that. Um, all right, we'll catch you Wednesday or Thursday. We'll let you know. Um, see you then. Bye, Tom.